Hello, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to it's another commentary time for Do You Expect to Talk? And we're returning to Bond as ever, and we are... Well, let's introduce everyone here. It's uh, Dave and Rebecca. How are you guys? Good evening, Tom. What, how are you, Dave? You've had some... What's well, like I, I'm injury? Still I, I look like Popeye at the moment. I've got a fucking eye closed. Um, it's I've actually the bionic man. Ball. He's having a super... I, I'm only doing this because like, I, I can probably manage a couple of hours, but uh, I managed to basically, to cut a long story short, I managed to poke myself in the eye earlier in the week, end up in the minor injuries clinic, and I've got a 8mm by 3mm gash on my eyeball. Uh, not the eyeball I was having problems with last year, but it, I've had a, like, a week off with it and it's starting to heal now, but I can only keep the eye open for a little while. But the other eye is open and it's not painful now, so I can actually do this. You can see. I can, whereas a couple of nights ago we went to do this and like the moment I tried to keep the good eye open, I like <laughs> tears would roll down my face. So, no, it just, involuntarily, I mean, I wasn't sobbing or anything. It was just, you know, just the eye walking. This film was so bad. Yeah. The film we were watching was so yeah. bad. You're like, oh, I can't Be do assured, it if any tears roll down my face tonight, it will be a result of the pain I'm in. I'm glad you're on the mend. Oh, thank you. But yeah, that explains the slight delay. Well, it shouldn't delay the show, actually. We did miss a week, and I think. Yeah, I was poorly. So um, I'm that now. was that was Becca's health. Um, we should have had this in the can ready to put at the week, out at the weekend, and we're doing this right at the end of the week. So we've got another recording in a couple of days for our next series. But um, I'll turn this around fairly quickly because it's a commentary. There won't be an awful lot of editing anyway. There never is. Mm-hmm. No, hopefully cause... this time we can uh, we can you know spend time on discussing the film and also. Dare I say it, as you guys were discussing off air, as I couldn't join in due to technical difficulties, no time to die trailer. Yeah, we didn't like not let her join in because she's a woman or something. We were like, <laughs> no, 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 you stay in the drawing room while the gentlemen discuss. <laughs> and talk um, while I smoke cigars and sip on brandies and smoking jackets. Yeah, you may catch snippets while you bring us our port. Um, <laughs> no, uh, what it was, uh, Becca's had Skype problems tonight, and Chris and I were trying to dial her in. We talked to each other and then dropped the call in order to try again. And like Chris and I suddenly got to the point, it's like, well, we might as well talk to each other while we're waiting. So we reinstituted the call and just started chatting while we were like trying to get Becca online. And right at the end of the conversation, we managed to like join her in. So, so yeah. So, yeah, uh, the Bond trailer dropped yesterday, day four of the two. Uh, the first teaser, for the benefit of post, you know, posterity and people listening to this when they come to the feed in a year or two's time, we mean the first teaser trailer for No Time to Kill. Although the line no between... Time to Die. Like no Time to Die. What did I call it? No Time to Kill. Yeah. I think I was, I was getting confused with the time to kill there, wasn't I? Uh, no Time to Die, sorry. Um, that, the first John trailer... John Gardner slash Benson novel? It's actually um, a bit... The, the, the sort of line between a teaser and a theatrical full trailer is actually blurring because that didn't. I suppose the main trailer will have a few more story beats in it, but that was longer and more detailed than teaser trailers have historically been. Go back and look at the first teaser trailer for The Dark Knight. You know, they're just not mm. the same beast anymore. God, do you remember the teaser trailer for Goldeneye? Wasn't that just Brosnan coming out and just yeah. fabulous. walking out? Did you expect somebody else or something like yeah. that? Mm. Otherwise, it's it 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 very stylish, though. 
Yeah, it was quite. An, yeah, it was quite a good. But I mean, you remember the Dark Knight? It was just like the bat symbol, like uh, yeah, that was very it's simple. Integrating while Alfred and you hear audio of Alfred and Batman talking about the Joker. That was it. And, and yeah, then, then, it, then you had the Joker sort of, you know, give I'm a line. Of, of, I, yeah, I'm a man of my word. Yeah. yeah. That was it. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a very different beast, but we'll talk about that in a bit. We've got to be a little careful with this, though, because there is a... The reason we're redoing this is because we didn't talk about the bloody film last time. So yeah, it's, it's really so, interesting so, to speak to so Mark O'Connell this... about his personal connections to, to the film and to... Um, and the world of Bond. But, it was a good show. But yeah, we didn't receive. I, I, we didn't I listened to it earlier film. to see how bad it was, and yeah, it's pretty bad. We barely fucking talk about. Well, it. No, it was. It was good. It was it, a good show. It was no, good a good podcast. Show. No, it's a shit commentary though. <laughs> no, we didn't commentate much on the film itself. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I'll tell you what it is. Then it's my choice, and we're redoing a view to a kill. Now, we originally did this in, I can't remember which month it was. I think it was March two thousand and sixteen. Um, we had Mark O'Connell on the show, the author of Catching Bullets. He's also done a film about, I think, Spielberg in some of the 80s films called, is it called Watching the Skies, Becker? I can't remember. Something on those lines, um, yes. I haven't read that yet. Um, I haven't finished Catching Bullets yet, to be fair, because there's always something else to read. Um, but uh, he came on the show. His his um, grandfather was a chauffeur for Cubby Broccoli. Right the way back to sort of, Barbara being born and things like that. So from the sixties right through like the eighties and probably right the way through to Cubby's you know death. Um, <clears throat> and so he he wrote um, from the perspective of uh, somebody who obviously had somebody inside the Eon camp, but also he he describes himself as relatively rare as a gay male Bond fan. Um, whether he's rare or not, I have no idea. But he he felt that that gave him an interesting perspective on the series and his own fandom so he um he came on the show and just talked to us for a couple of hours commentating on the film and he was really enjoyable fun um uh, company we really enjoyed having him on the show uh but the feedback universally was where's the actual you know discussion and talk about the film and it's like, well, we do go off on tangents. We will tonight, and we make no apology for doing so tonight. But there's a degree of like, yeah, we've not really talked about the film here, have we, at all? So, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, that's the thing, though. When you get like, like a guest on, particularly someone who's actually, you know, someone who's actually written something and actually has like life history, you kind of want to sort of like talk about that more than like, you know, you know. Like, like aging Roger Moore just different about in San Francisco <laughs> yeah yeah. I mean it was, it was a good show but as I say the feedback on it was not negative but it was just one of those where I thought they're right we haven't actually commentated on this film really not because, really because it's so right for commenting on as well I think it's it's, it's one of those as well It's yeah. if, if it was like a less lesser like like a few eyes only or yeah. kind of, that kind of like eh, there isn't that much going on commentary wise but, you know, it's, it's... Well, the other thing is, I went back and listened to the uh, A View to a Kill review as well, because I just wanted to remember what we did on this, because it's years ago now. And I have to say, uh, on the rare occasions I revisit our show, I normally quite enjoy them, because we make the sort of stuff that I think, yeah, you know, I would enjoy that. We, we you know, we make the sort of stuff we'd want to listen to. Uh, our View to a Kill show is actually not that good. So I don't think we've actually done this show 
any credit. I think it's me exhausted at the end of the Roger Moore era. Yeah. I think that's what it is, because I'd got pissy with Octopussy the week before. And it's almost worse that his fifth entry is so good. It's almost worse that, like, for your eyes only, showed he could do it as an older guy. And then the last two I don't enjoy. And, and I went straight through and, like, listened to Living Daylights just to see, or some of it, just to see if, were we just crap then? I can't remember. And then I listened to the Living Daylights show, and, it, and it's totally us. And, like, I remember Never Say Never Again is. So I just think it was end of the Roger Moore era. I was a bit pissed off with You're it. You are a bit done with it all, weren't you? Yeah. Um, so it, it sounds okay, but it's just all a bit aimless. And when you think the film is funny, we should have done better with it. So we're going to have another go tonight. Yeah. We'll try again. Yeah, we're going to do it justice this time around, I think. Yeah. So. Okay. So... Um, I've, I'm on a rip just because of where I am physically in the house, but I'm presuming you two are on the Blu-ray. I'm on the Initiate Mission screen. Yeah, I, I am actually on the um, on the YouTube. Oh, because um, because I got this with the you know the uh, the box set. And it, oh uh, yeah, and it came with the uh, what's it, the the, the digital ultra, codes. Yeah, the ultraviolet sort of like uh, digital copies, and no, they're redeemable so through YouTube. Aren't yeah, they? and they transferred onto uh, YouTube, so it was like, oh, so I have a load of films on uh, YouTube. For, yeah, so basically, I've got all the Bond films, uh, the current Bond films, <laughs> like I can watch on YouTube with a bunch of other films that I had like lying around with them. Okay, so you're probably going to have to queue everyone in and then wait two seconds yourself. Yes, probably. Yeah. <laughs> the mechanism Go. of a Blu-ray, two, which is three. what I always do. I always like wait a couple of seconds because of the mechanism of a Blu-ray that I'm actually missing. Yeah. So okay, count us in, Chris, and I'll I'll say I'll be two seconds behind, but um, it should be about okay. right. Okay. So, um, actually, I'm going to grab a beer for this because I think it's beer worthy. <laughs> It's funny, it, while, he's, while he's off getting yeah. a beer, I must remember, I, I listened to the Mark O'Connell show, uh, and Mark was drinking, and Chris was drinking, and I wasn't. And it's late Roger Moore, and Chris was like, well, I'm drinking because I thought you would be. And it's like, no, I'm not. And, and on the review, I'm, on the review, I can hear I'm slightly inebriated. <laughs> so, no, I'm not drinking tonight. They're both drinking. Dave's had a drink. No, I hadn't had a drink on the commentary. I had. A, I did on the review. I can always tell, though. It's I might not... have been on a squash. Squash. Yeah. I can't I, remember. I'm not sure if you've ever drunk on an episode, have you? No. I don't think. No. But anyway, for this for this uh, commentary, yeah. we should be um, you know, joining Bond and Stacey and some uh, some wine and a quiche. Well, with a quiche, I mean, grown adults sat down and thought that was a plot development for Bond. <laughs> a quiche. Quiche. <laughs> I mean, was that a scene? Let's let's get into this. We'll get at there. least a romantic meal. So I just walked. I just walked into like the like Dave saying quiche. I was like, just remind you the fact that such a. I mean, the, the thing though, it's like it's one of the things that in the in the books I can see Bond enjoying, but yeah, in, in the film series at this point, being Roger Moore, it just. Uh, <laughs> Did they come up with that when they were writing the scene and the story beats were they're at home, he's looking after uh, they have dinner? Is that the the note that they all decided on? Or did they sit around and genuinely say when they were breaking the story, let's have him make her a quiche? Does he make it? He basically basically just calls it scrambled eggs, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah, which is not what a quiche is. And some vegetables and pastry. Yeah. Anyway, Jeez. let's press play and enjoy. So, Chris, count us in. 
It's an egg and cheese pie. Anyway. Um, egg and cheese pie. I didn't expect that to be Chris's next words. Egg and Can't cheese and pie. Egg and cheese pie. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this spy code? Am I supposed to... Is, have, that, is that what they call it in Manchester? Am I supposed to hand you a briefcase now or something? <laughs> yeah, it's whatever that sort of like the... Um, the Look, the, I'm around to your neck of the woods. That, Instead that, of having a quiche, you have well, an egg and cheese pie. It's like it's like what the uh, he says to that CIA guy. He's sort of like, "Have you ever flash fresh clams?" He's like, <laughs> "Soft shell crab." <laughs> That's the one, yeah. Yeah, and he immediately shows him his CIA credentials, and it's like, "No, I just want this." That's what you mean, right? <laughs> That's the code. Order something they actually sell, and they'll show. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, so uh, yeah, so on the count of three, um, one, two, and uh, three. I went on five. Oh. <laughs> the lions five. just roared. He had roaring. Four. Excuse second one. roar. There you go. Yeah, I'm probably like a second behind. Now, Zorin is not meant to portray a real person. Just remember that, folks. Is someone's okay. industry still going? Uh, I think Zorin spelt differently with some kind of cosmetic oh. manufacturer. It was French, wasn't it? Like Zora. 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 Nice I mean, imagine one. having to okay. say that. I mean, surely you just think like, yeah, should we come up with a different name? Oh, no, <laughs> it just happens, it happens to be, you know, in the French yeah, They should do this every time. The the the, 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 the sort of retosols to drop to a corner and open up on a scene. Mm. Not, yeah, the so dead, cool. not the dead are alive, because this is art. Fun fact, Zorin is also a personal computer OS based on Ubuntu. It's marketed as an operating system designed for users new to Linux-based computer systems. According to Wikipedia, I'll try to pop up throughout the film with useless facts. Great, I like. I hate. I hate it when our facts are useful. <laughs> I don't. I haven't got any fun facts. Mm. I planned in the week. Oh yeah, I'll come up with all these amazing facts about we'll various locations using the film, and I just did not have time. So do we'll do, do 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 do. We'll useless facts. Well, you'll have done fun facts like three and a half years ago. So don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, already. That's enough knowledge for anybody. So, yeah, um, useless facts all the way. I, I think we need to pick a boring part of this film. Well, that's not difficult. Uh, Did you know? Roger was 112. We will have to talk about the trailer at some point. But yes. And we got to pick where. Oh, this we guy must blinks. talk about this film first. Oh, Roger, crap, yeah. We should have talked that at the beginning, didn't we? Yeah, but we were taking so long to get in the show. We're going to go yeah. past midnight as it is. Yeah. Now, the good thing about watching it on, my, uh, on, on the computer with the headphones, I can actually hear the uh, John Barry score. Oh, fabulous. Which is actually probably the, the best part of the film. <laughs> it is the best part of the film. I do really I, like the score I, for I this could film. mess around with the settings and get it to do that, whether it would bleed back through the microphone, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I'm not going to mess with it now. I ought to, though, because the score on this film is really, really good. I do love the score. And I have to say, the skiing's pretty good until they go into fucking, you know, California. Beach Boys. Yeah. It's not but, kind of Beach Boys, though. It's not. It's Beach Boys are us, you know. It's yeah, very... it's, it's, yeah, Beach Boys sound alike. Yeah. It is. It could it's be. like Safari or something like that, isn't it? It's not actual. Trouble is, it's probably because of the number of times I've seen this Beach film. Boys. That's probably the version of the song I know best. Oh, good. Well, oh, that yeah. is unfortunately. I mean, even without. No, we played um, a Beach Boys CD yeah. at work whilst the boss wasn't listening. Roger Moore never set foot in Alaska or wherever. <laughs> no. This is all his in, all his reaction shots are pine wood, and he's about to invent snowboarding. <laughs> Watch this, folks. It's it very trendy in the 80s, don't you know? Well, 
a man covered. It was acceptable in the eighty-year-old man covered in falcon hairspray is totally how you. Oh goodness. <laughs> totally. How Other hairsprays are available. Yeah, like Cossack. Grecian five thousand. Or was that hair color? I can't. I don't that's, know. I think that's hair coloring. The, the, <laughs> oh, it's snow reveals. What's he going to do now? Oh, something's fallen there. He can use that. That was very lucky that he didn't get speared. Yeah. Film <laughs> credits. <laughs> James Bond dies. <laughs> credits. Goes out on a swan song. And this is where the music kicks in, isn't it? There you go. Yeah. 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 Do, 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 I don't do, know why, do, but he's not showing off. <laughs> well, those California girls by the beach boys. Well, it? not... It's amazing how it still stays on him, though. It's like without any grips. Slow motion. I'm desperately trying not to show his face as well. No, it's actually a young, younger, fitter man. There's a bit where he actually did try and cover his face because that is clearly not Roger Moore. Yeah, it's a younger, fitter man doing the stunt. Roger Moore's distaste for doing any kind of physical stuff was silly, though. It was so, like, he wouldn't do anything. We'll see it when he gets to the Eiffel Tower in a minute. I think part of it is due to, obviously, because he would, like, if he had to fire a gun, mm. um, it took, like, a lot of training for him to do it. Um, he had to blink. He, he couldn't mm. blink, yeah, he was... Well, no, it's just, you know, despite, obviously, Bond being a very... Uh, you know, as we hear in... Spoiler alert, as we hear in the new trailer, it's like, oh, James Bond, history of violence. It's quite, you know, not overly violent, but Obviously, you know, for going around, shooting his way around the world. Not that violent, just um, kills people. <laughs> just, yeah, pops him on the head. Um, but yeah, that's it. It's just one of those Roger things where he, he did, you know, he was more of a pacifist, guns. wasn't he? Just, yeah, no, you know, board violence for sure. So. But, uh, yeah, but he would do the gunfire, and they sometimes had to put the noise on. He'd have, have to do it, uh, you know. It's when he screen. had to do anything. I mean, you can't tell me he wouldn't climb the stairs at the Eiffel Tower because he's a pacifist. Well, no, no. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a long way to go. He's a pacifist. And there you go. If that's captured, it's got a Union fucking flag on it. <laughs> and that looks nothing like an iceberg as well. It looks like a Batmobile oh, fucking fake iceberg. made up for Christmas. And there's not Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Farrah Fawcett I like. Oh yeah, Beach Boys. Yeah, performed by Gadea Park, <laughs> a tribute band. I have to reference... The How Did This Get Made podcast on this because they were talking about A, how many thousands of pounds that One cat would have cost, but they also pointed out he's bought no utensils with him, so it will have been like, No, eat it off my dick. <laughs> Arbitrarily turning knobs. You could just clearly not. That's there. such an Austin Powers move, that isn't it? It really sort of... is. Isn't it? <laughs> oh no, I fell over. Oh, I fell just over again. Also, does a little thing on a zip. It's five days to Alaska, and I can make the first fourteen Ooh. of those mem- minutes of that very memorable. And this is the best Bond Tiger sequence ever. With a man with a man with no ideas but literally ran out of ideas. This was, this was exciting when I was eight. Look, <laughs> I, I, I can barely contain her breasts. Can barely contain your pants. Well, yeah, I was eight, Becca. <laughs> I probably I probably didn't crawl out on all fives. <laughs> I mean, look at that laser look. Laser lips. He's got he's got no fucking ideas left at all. So much neon. This is yeah. so eighties. I mean, when you think about like sort of like the, the the newer ones, which has themes, yeah, and like that kind of fit what goes on in the film. 
the, look at this. Just the, yeah, there's like yeah, just send neon, um, hang up some black ice, and that melts and away. Work some out. Yeah. Did, that did, for a did, minute did, looked like she was holding a dildo because you couldn't see the angle <laughs> of the gun. It, it's always like girls with guns, targets with girls, and. Is it the living, maybe some death motifs? Is it the living daylight? No, it is the living daylights one where she's firing at like the water she stood in. It just looks like hardcore fishing. Hardcore fishing. <laughs> There's Roger. Roger. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like sort of reusing the smile. Love me as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a similar sort of theme, isn't it? How old must Willie Bogner have been by now? This is years after Majesties. We're still going. It's still pro, you know. Because he did all the George stuff in that, didn't he? Mm. Would you say this is the most 80s title sequence, though? I think it's probably the most 80s. Uh, I don't know. They're all... Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think you, you kind of got, like, the neon. I think that's what makes it oh, more Oh, there 80s. he is. There he is. Good old Roger, making an appearance from Spy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's literally oh, just the is... same stuff. I like this, the skiing. That's quite good fun. That's quite realistic <laughs> skiing. That's like the guy brushing the floor in fucking quantum. So, when I went skiing, that's what yeah, I Yeah, no, I'm, like really making, I'm making a connection with the snow here. Look, <laughs> this is real skiing. Oh, ice. <clears throat> ice maiden. Roger just shot over her and she's soaking, look. <laughs> she's dripping. She's, she's the ice queen. She's frozen she's, stiff. Roger, turn, Roger turns up and she's dripping. Uh... <laughs> What's She's that? the Ice Queen. There you go. Don't know why. Yep. Showing off. Woo-hoo. So you know, everybody can do that, you see. He's got no ideas at all. And, and they venerate him because he set such a unique style. But he did so many of these. And they just <laughs> see, what was that? Oh. You've just seen that. Roger Wood just pops up and shoots for no fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that little pew-pew fucking thing coming out of yeah, it. Yeah, it's like the Moon Raker lasers. Pew-pew. And, and why they've painted that on her face, I've got no idea. Well, dancing to the fire, isn't it? It's all about fires and flame. Yeah, it's lame. And this bit here, it's like, you know, all the timing they did to, like, obscure breasts, and now it's just a stick of here. Side boob. Side boob. That looks like a toy she's firing. Because it probably is. Oh, that would be a good reason. They should go the whole like hog. Effect, now. Though, they, should, they, should, they should all go the whole hog and have, like, Bond have, like, a toy pipe or candy cigarettes. Go, John Glenn. John Glenn was not the fucking problem. No, legendary. Again, I'm not sure about that, but (laughs) I suppose so, because he did five Mm -hmm. of them. Three of them were good. Look at this old man turning up for work in a bank or something. Hello. 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 It's my Stuart impression of Roger Moore. Now, what (laughs) the fuck is that she's wearing? He's wearing the curtains. Check out that chintz. A feast for the eyes. That's not this film, is it? That is it was... not? No, I think that was for your eyes only, wasn't it? I think that was, yeah. This one is like... By now, you know, they they ought to be joking about KY Jelly or Vaseline or something. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Don't forget to bring lube. <laughs> oh, my hat. I'm driving uh, and there's uh, there's what they, they should have really gone for Phil here, shouldn't they? Really, they should. <laughs> They're both going out on a high. Come on, well, we're here to help. Um, <laughs> it's okay. He's going to use that to find porn, basically, isn't he? Q. <laughs> and now he's looking all businesslike and, and, and protesting too much. You know what I mean? He's like yeah. he's talking a he, lot. He, he was just he was just showing like sort of like the head of the head secretary and the head of MI5. They're like, look at this new toy I've got. 
Uh... Now, now, now Bond's walked in, he's like, kind of like, oh, yes, back to business, Bond. Yeah. Electric, you were all aware of the microchip, except half of the audience. So, like, tell us a little bit while we still sound like we know what we're on about. The one thing I will say for that office, though, is firstly, you don't see that right hand wall very often at all. And secondly, it does have a double door, which I, is still missing from the modern equivalent. From the modern tester, I don't think it's a game of the We'd be paralysed at the Russian person. No, hang on, I don't know what <laughs> That is pretty much what he sounds like. We could do a dub, couldn't we? A, a silly dub. I would love to do that on a Bond film. That'd be good fun. Silly yeah. ultimate dub. Gee, microcomputer. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. No smoking uh, inside. M just like gritting his teeth because like it'll be Dalton next week. It'll be Dalton next week. It'll be yes, Dalton yes, next week. It'll be good. It'll be good. No, I'll be thinking it'll be Boston. It'll be Boston. No, bugger. Not yet. Keep well, no, Dalton was the first choice. Oh yeah, true. Zora Industries. Zora. Le French. Considering they're on strike this weekend. That's all French is. You just don't say the second half of the word properly. Just, oh, oh. <laughs> just go a bit <laughs> next. That's it. You can do it fluidly, piece of piss. <laughs> Je ne comprends pas. That's decently my French. With all due respect, Minister, you're an old fogey. All right, but let's be discreet about it. <laughs> of course, Minister. I'd like the Minister cares. He's been stuck in that job for ten fucking years. <laughs> no, eight, eight years at this point. You're due for retirement anytime soon. Yeah, just none of them have a retirement age. They probably aren't aware of the concept of retirement. They're just going on, even Ascot. with changes of government. I have been to Ascot, not Royal Ascot, but I did go to the oh. races at Ascot. I was about 18 at the time, so it's like a long time ago. Oh, do tell us, Dave. What did you get up to? I watched horse racing. Oh, did, did you have to get dressed up to the nines like this? No, it wasn't Royal Ascot. Oh. It was a birthday present like a weekend away and it included oh, nice. thing is though a horse, a horse was shot right in front of me oh I'm sorry fucked, yeah, but they fucked up the shooting because they, they lifted the screens to do it and just as they one of them dropped the screen at the wrong point oh no and it was oh. just you know I've never been into horse racing particularly no, but still, that would have put you off for life well, I'm aware they die but I'm not I'm, yeah it's not something mm. I'm not no, I did. It sounds like it was very. It was handled intensely. Is everyone around you is like hardened gamblers, and they're all go. They're all like picking for the next race. They'll see it every day. Honestly, couldn't give a shit. No, sad. Now I suspect foul play. Really? What yeah. makes you think that? Because, like, well, because of that guy. Yeah, because of that guy. Right. And and the oak tree stood next to him. <laughs> what the fuck is she wearing? She stands out on that red outfit. No, she's a legendary. She's a legendary performer. Again, you overuse that. Word. Who is she legendary <laughs> with? I've used my one card. I mean, she's actually not bad in the film, really. She's 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 very she's striking. A... I will point. Yeah, striking performance. Yeah, striking presence as well. There. She gives the worst reaction acting I've ever seen. In that she forgets you're meant to act when other people are talking as well. <laughs> The horse is about to go ape shit now, isn't it? Look at that. Like, that's just that's your hard hitting spy series. Look at the five of them. Fucking five million years old. No. Too old. Bunch of white men. The only the only one who could who could get away with being that age is M himself. 
Because I, I think they should just have the ashes of Bernard Lee on the desk every film now. <laughs> mm. he, he would still be painting the in the M. background. He'd still be the best M. It's I thought he just... asked, asked you this before, but what makes Bernard Lee the best M? Or be, or could only ever be really M to you? I wish I knew our episodes better because I could just prefer, can I? I could just go, yeah. well, if you go back to episode, episode two. two. No. Um, he's got a real warmth to him under the crusty exterior. It's actually a very good extrapolation of the way he was written uh, in the books. It, it's a pretty good... Um, he just carries this authority. When In the books, Bond is like, not sexually, don't mean it that way, but Bond really loves him. Bond really has like some affection for him and is a bit scared of him at the same time. And he carries all of that, but there's just this warmth. It's that voice. It's just everything about him. None of the rest mm. of them have it. Judy Dench was great. I mean, I've, I've liked some of the other M's, and I warmed to uh, Robert Brown under Dalton. with with Dalton, yeah. Which I, I I don't think I quite got it at the time, but through commentaries and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, you work with that guy. But it's probably the age difference as well, because Roger Moore's pretty much like same yeah, age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Shady Tree. Now, I don't know what this woman is actually doing. Uh, uh, so she's meant to be singing, basically, isn't she? She's yeah, but she's, not, she's not doing this. So she's just waving her hand about. No, she's pretending to sing. Or pretending to whistle. She's not singing. Yeah. Not whistling, then. No. She's just looking nice while other people do all the work. Right, bear in mind that shot of Roger Moore there. This is a man who's about to turn up to some country estate and believe plausibly he's a fanny magnet. <laughs> well, he is Bond, you know. He's not working. When he said, like, you know, he says to Tibbet on the balcony or something, like, I'm required to, like, give my body or whatever it is he says. And it's like, who are you giving it to, Thor a fucking herd? Oh, this is subtle. He just he just about gets the pertinent information out though. Judo chop. Before the it wasn't Judo <laughs> chop. We're about to get the fastest acting poison anyway. Why don't you just fucking kill Bond? If you're worried about what he's gonna tell Bond, kill fucking Bond. Just by suit. If, if Bond dies, he's not there to hear it, so it don't matter, does it? Fucking hell. I forgot to, for Tony Hawks. Ugh. Who um I mean I mean she could have just like shot them both. Yeah, no, but now I know Death by Paul. Here we go. Watch a younger fitter man go up some stairs. Literally. Roger Hey, hey don't talk about uh, Grace Jones like that. <laughs> <laughs> he blinked then. He, he, he blinked then. He blinked, he blinked. <laughs> Even there, a little pole's got to hit him, and it's like not him. Yeah, it's obviously not him. They always, they always, make, they always make the wigs too long as well. It's so, a bit of a suddenly, moment. They're always too long and a bit oh, too Roger. tight. And look at it. this. Yeah, he can. Oh, he do... fell over. Oh, he fell over. This is bollocks. Charlie <laughs> Daniel Cray sort of like getting like bested by mm. a fishing bot <laughs> fishing <laughs> rod. Can't really imagine that, can you? You just wouldn't you wouldn't write that bit in where he's gotta sit on the floor and untie it and... No. You wouldn't do it today. That's a st- that's a fucking stunt. Oh. St- he went up some steps, it's like It's obvious. 
Unless he lives in a bungalow, he probably does it every fucking day of his life. Ninja. The grounds around the Eiffel Tower are quite nice, though. Mm, Quite pretty, aren't they? Yeah. I haven't been up it, but I've been there, but I haven't been up the tower. I just went up in, oh, mid to late 90s. Oh, what four years or so? That's quite it hasn't a long time. <laughs> time traveled. Hang, hang right on, is Superman there? I would always expect Margaret Kidder to be hanging on the underside of it. Yeah, my secret to read. It's quite. It, there's no real high-rise buildings in Paris either. Yeah. Right? The skyline never looks that different. Right, we got a fuck it. Drink in the car. It's like with a glass of wine. How much of a cliche is that guy? <laughs> oh my car. Oh. Basically, if he goes on strike now, that's most of the... <laughs> most of well, the... They're on strike at the moment, aren't they? <clears throat> most of the tropes here. Uh... All, all you're missing is like a stripy top and a, and a baguette and a... A berry. And some onions. Yeah, onions and a <laughs> Yeah, garlic. And it's Paris, so we should insult some people as well. <laughs> yep. Bit, no, bit like you know, New York in that regard. <laughs> that is, oh god, that is the most obvious stuntman I've ever seen. That was quite obvious. It's the wig, in it? But they didn't even fit the wig. It was just sat on the top of his fucking head. It looked like Henry Sellers in Father Ted. You know, I, I need the fucking BBC. Christ almighty, the stunt work. I didn't get this part. This, how? how? I, I mean, how, how shoddy is that car to just sort of fall away? Like how? That? It's not very good for French, advert for French engineering, is it? Well, I, I will be sure not to buy a 1985 <laughs> Renault. 11. Renault, whatever it is. I probably told you in the podcast, but I can't remember. It's been a few years since then. Like at no point does that stunt work look even close. Um, he made it. Three, two, one. Oh, excuse me. It's not the first time Bond's crashed a wedding. Which other ones has he crashed? Oh, live and let die. Yep. Yeah. In that ridiculously long boat chase that goes on for about. <laughs> that's a great boat hours. chase. It's great, but it's too long. It's way too long. Oh, that's a big. Right. I think the acting choice here should be to smack yourself in the face and laugh hysterically. <laughs> I think the whole idea is that he's meant to be a bit balmy, and so is she. So. The thing is, she's got all the attributes he's described as having. He's meant mm-hmm. to be a genius and a superman and all the rest of it. And uh, they spar later and she kicks his fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't she meant to be like be sort of be part of the you know that um genetic experiment experimentation? It's never referenced. I don't know much about her, she's a bit of an enigma. Particularly as it's an Eastern European experiment, so I'm not quite sure about sort of black American lady, but I don't know. This is, well, I don't know where that is, but it's lovely. Mm. The, the music's great as well. Chateau Chanty, I highly recommend a visit. It's beautiful. I'm on my way. And it really is, it does look like that in real life. You can drive through those gates. Well, I, didn't, you, you I, didn't didn't, have... I didn't imagine I'd drive up and it looks like a council estate and it's like the magic <laughs> of the camera. <laughs> well, like sometimes, like sometimes these grounds can change or, you know, like for example, if you go to, um, oh God, not Bladen, but whatever it's called, um, the name escapes me, um, the safe house from <laughs> Living Day Nights, yeah. which the name of real, real name of which, oh, I've got it written down. 
You've told Stoner it's, Park, it's, that's the one. Stoner, yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, that looks a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, you know, it appears differently to how it does in the film. Right. Um, but here, Shadow Chantique, you know, it's, it's beautiful. I think we did it summer of 2017. We did um, Operation Chateau Hand, visited three chateaus around France, which have also appeared in Bond films. So, And they really do have a stables there. That's really beautiful. You can see displays every day. Um, yeah. I think you can ride... Have a ride. Do they have an authentic recreation of Old Man on the Ledge? No, that's one thing they missed out on. Just, I, I don't know what it is, but I always seem to forget how old he is in the last two. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I'm watching it like it's for the first time. I'm just going, how, how old? How do you cast him as a fanny magnet? Especially, unfortunately, on Blu-ray as well. It just show up everything. I'm sat quite close to it because it's on my computer monitor. So no, fair enough. See that. And there are stables actually there, which is quite interesting. So, and as I say, this this doctor here never looks like a genuine old man. He look, he, it's a bit like Clive Dunn. It looks like they've taken Clive a young man and thrown a load of makeup on him. <laughs> I mean, he, he would fit right into uh, someone like Hello Hello, really, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would. Yeah, he could actually would be an Hello Actually. Yeah, as that old like German general who's just like you know just sat in the corner. Yeah, like <laughs> basically like Father Jack in uh, Father Ted. Yeah, he's just like. <laughs> Recommend Father Ted to anyone listening who's never seen it. Take you an episode or two to tune into the fucking tone of it, and then it's hilarious. Patrick McNee was a very very wise casting choice for this. Particularly as you'd had VJ Armitage the previous time. Similar generation to Roger, which isn't the biggest compliment because it adds to the idea they're too old, but they have a camaraderie. They have a fab- yeah, they have a fabulous chemistry together. I think they do, yeah. It's not an easy thing to fake that. It's your smooth. Mr. Partridge, what's it all about? And it's a nice nod to uh, the Avengers as well. Yeah. And as I think we pointed out in the commentary, Breaks Bond's... Uh, record of shagging the Avengers that appear with him <laughs> in previous films, unless he made quite the lifestyle choice during his time that was happening. <laughs> he took a knee for McNee. <laughs> you get in the back. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you get in the back after telling twice. <laughs> Beautiful car. It's lovely, isn't it? But it's shit to drive, though, all these old oh. cars are. Yeah, it must be really heavy to drive. And there's Stacey Dooley from uh, Last Crusade. Yes. She loves an early, mo- early morning ride. Alison Doody, not Stacey. Alison Doody. Oh, sorry, did I get it wrong? Yeah. I knew who you meant, don't worry. Oh, it's spectacularly, actually. Oh, well, I don't know who you meant, it's fine. Well, Stacey Dooley. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a BBC, BBC yeah. documentary maker. I don't yeah. even know who that is. But I knew who you meant, Chris, it's fine. Jenny really Flex, they got very lazy with the puns, didn't they, as well? I love an early morning ride. She won't have been very young. She would have been. She would have only been about eighteen here. I'm pretty sure she was born in about 1967. Yeah, she's quite young. Yeah, she's really young. She's younger than she looks. She might even be about seventeen when they're filming it. Yeah, something like that. She was. But she's aging. She's aging well now. So good bones. She's still fun though. Yeah, she's aging well. She really is. Obviously, this wasn't the career highlight that Taffin was. <laughs> you should be oh. living here. He says it to her. Well, maybe you shouldn't be living here. He says it to her. 
DVD. Oh, you would thought she'd have a more prominent role though with a name like Jenny Fleck. Think, oh, that's going to be like a. Yeah. And she's like, nope. We're in a difficult position now because I mean, Pierce Brosnan when he was around fifty, so nearly a decade younger than Roger is here. They put him with twenty-three-year-old Rosamund Pike, and it didn't look right. And she's even younger. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be a bit careful about any romance between the two. And then it's mm-hmm. like, well, Mayday's the main henchwoman. So what are you going to have her there for? I'm not even quite sure why she's in it. I mean, she she does do she does start the fire at City Hall later, but anyone could have done that. So I'm not really sure. What? What? what, what I mean, <laughs> it's what, like an '80s iconic pop act as well, isn't she? So. Well, I mean, what's the pop point of Mayday? An, uh, artist and performer. So. Well, Alison Doody, I had no idea. Oh no, no, I was on about Grace Jones. Sorry. All right, I was going to say. But I think Alison was she um, a model, Alison an actress. I would have thought. I just love the fact that uh, I mean their their plotting here is rubbish because they oh uh, this is this is where he's you know basically saying I've got to shag whoever I need to shag <laughs> and it's just look at the pair of them it's like God you lot are deluded. I like the gentle breeze. It's like oh, well, yeah, that's actually well I don't Fun. know it's unlikely to be done on location them stepping onto the balcony was but no. A slight fan. He, he doesn't look like a genuine old man. It's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. He, he's such a caricature. That's it. He's, he's got a monocle, isn't he? Well, exactly, yeah, he's, he's kind of he's, he's an actor playing a role, isn't he? Essentially, so he's kind of like Zoran's handler, but he's playing Doctor Carl Morton or whatever his name is. And oh, there's no. Stacy Sutton. And there's Stacy. Not Stacy Dooley. <laughs> It's it's Alison. Really <laughs> um, oh Christ! It's it, a woman walks in who's like twenty nine, and he's going, "Yeah, I'll shag her <laughs> <laughs> to find the truth of this mission." It's like you'd struggle if she's if she's a fucking supermodel. You'd struggle if you were twenty nine yourself. I've never been fond of the white tux. It's stylish. I think it looks poo. <laughs> Not a fan, no. no. I like dark tuxes. I think if you want to stand out, that's that's the one to wear. Fuck off. That way. This door, we're nosing around the chateau, that door is really hard to find, believe it or not. I think they were doing some construction, like refurbishment, oh, restoration work at the time. Right. And, and when you do get there, Grace Jones turns up and tells you to sod off. And points the other way. <laughs> she was there. We got to the door and she went... Hey, those glasses are subtle, aren't they? Um. It says, um, I wonder what that means. Good job she ain't in there at night, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Puts his shades on. Very St. John Smith. Why did he come up with this as a cover name? St. John Smith. Lyndon Smythe. Mr. Unpronounceable. It's spelled St. John Smith or Smythe. <laughs> St. John Smith? <laughs> Probably. Thanks to you. Bouquet! <laughs> In fact, it's really <laughs> rare. It, it's relatively rare that he doesn't choose, like, James something. He does later in the film. <laughs> yeah, he's James Stock, isn't he? Yeah, of the London which Financial is, which Times. Which um, is a stock name of his in the later continuation novels. Yeah. It's lazy, though. Peter Briggs. That's what he should always be. 
Who? Peter Briggs. Oh, okay. I've decided. That's a stolen painting there, isn't it? That's the one, yes. Yeah. I wonder if it'll pop up in um, No Time to Die. Then we'll know who's Dr. No. It's only popped up a couple of times, hasn't it? But yeah, if it doesn't, if it doesn't appear, we'll know. Then he really is. Dr. Julius No. I think there'll be a bigger clue if he's called Dr. No. <laughs> That'll be his name, Dr. No Time to Die. So is that the rumour that he's actually Dr. No? It's a rumour based on nothing, really. I mean, that's not to say he isn't, but I don't know what the solid evidence that he is. No, I don't know. Being. I think there's going to be something to do with... Um, Wait, so he, there was a scene showing it was sort of like an algae sort of farm, so I think there might be a cloning, some sort of clone theme going on, clone yeah. plot. Yeah, because they had... The, you know, it you know, does seem like he's able to defy ageing, because... Uh, well, there's a line in the trailer, isn't it, about oh, his bond skills. Well, it's the fact if, that if he chasing... dies, his, his skills end with his body, but his that, skills that can, seems can to live be on. Him chasing a young Madeline, and he's roughly the same age, you know, when Madeline's an adult. So, we'll he's just got this hideously scarred face. I mean, I'm not going to say an awful lot about the trailer, other than you can tell it's made by somebody different. That somebody different really likes Daniel Craig. Mm, it feels it feels really fresh. Shoots it in a very energy well. about it. Craig still looks the same as he did in the last film, so that's great. He's sort of scrubbed up nicely. I think they've they've avoided some of the stock tropes with Madeline of you know killing her off in the Bourne supremacy way of sort of first you know act or pre-title or something. Um, it's it's interesting. It's promising, and that's all I'll say. Really, it, it it's promising. It, it looks like it's going to be a very, very attractive film, and I'm intrigued to see what's more. Unfortunately, I think, well, not unfortunately necessarily, but the way these things work now, it will be the second trailer that gives us more of the plot beats. You know, teaser trailer is always a bit more about sort of character and, and tone. Sure. Yeah, it makes more sense, I think. Mm. But it, it's very, very attractively shot, and that that's a win. Craig looks great. That's a win. Um, the little bit we've seen of Lashana Lynch, I mean, the way she delivered the line, the one that works. That, that's, <laughs> I can't wait for that scene. I think she's going to promising. own all of it. That's really promising. Um, if they can... Spectre will retroactively become a slightly better film if they can actually beef up the Madeline relationship with mm, James anyway. I really anyway. hope. I really um, hope. So we'll just see. It, it's really, really promising. And that's all I'm going to say, really, on it. Yes, go. If you've not seen the trailer, if you if you have, like, Iron Will, do go and see the trailer. It's fantastic. I don't think it's um, going to spoil a massive amount. Do, do also, you... if you check out, um, if you follow Lishan Lynch on uh, Instagram, she's posted a slightly, I think it's a 4K or high-definition trailer, which is about two seconds longer. I've seen all the versions of it, yeah. Yeah. You don't miss much. But um, she's on Twitter as well. So um, but there's like more close-ups of Daniel's face. Um, yeah, well, I, I immediately thought of Sergio Leone. I thought this guy likes faces, and that, yeah, that's got quite yeah, an interesting one. close-up, wasn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, when he was in the car, you know, yeah, and all that, and yeah, there, there's quite a few of that. But uh, there's some sign the suits might fit him this time as well. Yeah. So um, positive. Does not wearing ill-fitting suits? Right now, Rogers on the cop. That's what you do. You go up to a pretty lady, <laughs> let your bit, and hand her a drink. But he's not playing the role of like of an aging playboy trying to. Yes, but for this to work, he's still got to make a fair shot of getting in her knickers. So, so <laughs> he's got to play the part of somebody pretty good at this. God, eighties fashions. Oh my gosh. I know. They were big. It was a big decade. The eighties. Big shoulder pads. Big hair. 
a bit coming Ruffles. up. Mayday go, goes over in a minute, and she's in shot when she's not talking, and it's the most vacant fucking expression you'll ever see from somebody who's supposed to be listening in a scene. She's really striking, largely because of her eyes. Uh, Stacey Sutton, I mean. Mm-hmm. Right, she speaks here, but really? then there's a bit of listening whilst while they talk. And she's just like, she's just like, she's just not there. She's just Pay like, attention. oh, whatever. She's like, oh, hurry up, I'm bored, get on with it. Mm-hmm. So, make sure Stacey's not in earshot when you're basically off to, off to pump her <laughs> fucking thoroughly. I mean, he does come across as just a slimy fucking bastard, doesn't he? Yeah, it's just like, he got interrupted from trying to shag her, so it's now like, well, you'll come and tuck me in then? I think they should put on some leisure wear and check it out. <laughs> leisure wear. You can now buy that leisure wear if you want to wear it. You can. It's Rod. It's Roger's tracksuit in a minute, and I love the bit. Embarrassingly, Chris pointed out something I'd never noticed. When when they ch- when they're chatting later and they're like, "We best get back." The tape ran out half hour ago, and it's like, "Was no fucking hurry then, is there?" <laughs> That's true, actually. That's true. You've been absolutely silent for thirty minutes. You're either asleep or you're not there. No, make your mind up. Well, the batteries ran out, and you talked like Barry White for the last couple of minutes. <laughs> Hello. All the snakes away. See now, you think this is an assailant, but it's bonded. Hey. It's the cog sportif. It's Sir Rog. Isn't it Lacroix? No, because I'm British and I insist on mispronouncing it. Oh. Is, he, is he wearing a I, velvet tracksuit? I don't know. Money Penny got him a good lining clothes made out of curtains. <laughs> there was also some velvet ones. No, she wears those. Ah, oh, they've interrupted this horse doing some high level medical work. <laughs> Look. I think we're just wearing velvet. Mr. Yes, that's what that's what Chris meant. Actually, he looks all right. I think they need to send a big Ron from EastEnders to sort him out. <laughs> yes, coming soon. The hardest man they can put up against big these Ron. two at this point is a market trader from EastEnders. <laughs> well, don't mess with Big Ron. That looks like that man there with their headphones on looks like the bastard offspring of Prince Andrew and Ronnie O'Sullivan. Oh dear. He probably can't. He can only half sweat. <laughs> I've no more mention of that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously, what the fuck was he thinking? Like, but oh no, it can't be me. I don't <laughs> sweat. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, well. That's a, that, well, that's, that can't be possible because um, that was a, a piece of his press and... <laughs> you woke Yeah. To be honest, there's a part of me that thinks that must be true because you, if you're royalty, you're not going to claim that. Oh, yeah, pizza <laughs> express is poking. So isn't this described now as... A st- they're steroids, aren't they? This release is a steroid. It yeah. would yeah. make more sense if it was adrenaline. In fact, I think that, that is probably what it's meant to be, I think. 
Yeah, steroids don't do anything immediately. They, they help with recovery time and things like so, that. So yeah, probably it's just like adrenaline, perhaps. I think when I wrote like a review of this on Set the Tape, I think I just described it as adrenaline because it makes more sense. Well, it does. Mm. Listeners, if you've not visited before, hit, hit up setthetape.com and what, check what, out um, Dave's oh, continuity route, error. 125. Continuity error. Oh, yep. Yeah, pay attention. He, no, he had um, he had a stethoscope around his neck and on when they... The next shot, it disappeared. Yeah, disappeared. Don't know why he put the stethoscope around his neck. Dr. Bond will see you now. Oh, no, right. Big Ron's arrived. Big Ron. And the other guy, not so big Ron. This is going to be some top action, I can tell, because Patrick McNeese, 63, Roger Moore, 67. <laughs> this is going to go 111 to 12. Actually, I can see the thickening of the hair then. I could actually see his scalp then for a second. Oh, let me go jump. Zorin is hoarding them. <gasps> so, top it off the whole bumbling as well. Yeah. How do we make, yeah, how do we, how do we make Big Ron look really menacing? Pork pie at? You didn't actually hit him. I saw that. There's no connection. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, just lie there for a bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the actor's passed away now, hasn't he? Ooh. In fact, he's, make, he's making them ooh, noises. Yeah, just let's lie down. If if that's the one from Goldeneye, he's going to come out on a slowy cliff top <laughs> somewhere, five thousand miles long. Right. So this genetically enhanced Superman is about to have his ass handed to him. They haven't thought this character through. He's not that smart. He's not that tough. He's well, I think the idea is that he's, he's smart, but perhaps not as tough. Well, they, they play the angle, but he's criminally insane, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so basically he got all the weaknesses and none of the strengths of this program. <laughs> basically, they gave him some drugs, so he went mad. Brilliant. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. In a nutshell, really. He's blonde to play up the Aryan angle. But I would argue he's kind of he is quite a memorable villain for sure. He's keen to get home, isn't he? That's the tone of that <laughs> yeah, is that guy? He's keen to get home. It's just the tone of that yeah. joke. Free danger, wank. <laughs> this is a bit weird. I don't. I don't think there's any sort of romantic chemistry between them. No, can you imagine Grace Jones having chemistry with anybody? <laughs> Are you scared? I don't understand this as well. He's like, well, let's get it on. And then it's suddenly, yeah, go fuck him. Sorry. Whitey. He's like, uh, hmm. They're obviously a bit. Uh, no, better get back. Take ran out five minutes ago. That's not so bad. Bad enough, though. Run. Make a run for it. Now, hmm. I don't know why they didn't do a second take of the bit coming up here. Oh, we nearly saw boobs then. Um, I'm not quite sure why they didn't do a second take of this because she famously had a dildo hanging between her legs as a practical joke on like Roger mm. and they've cut a few frames out to disguise the fact that it swung into shot that can be the only explanation for a film of this era having frames missing well, that, was, that was some convincing action him getting back in there that's, uh, that's totally great 
Made it. Point. He was the man at the Eiffel Tower. I, <laughs> it's like you've seen you him. You see this now? You saw him like you, you would instantly know that was James Bond. You got hell of a look at him. Fancy a shag glove. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, why not? Things say what like about Roger, but he does deliver lines really, really well. Like, yeah. Mayday, where have you been? Yeah. It's the bit where she sort of gets into bed. There are frames missing. There. Oh yeah, there's a few, yeah. Mm. Oh, there's a yeah. slight cut, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's good. Oh. Ooh. I love the fact the idea of a woman going on top's like really dominating. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> What's more, it's not just any woman, it's Chris it's, Jones. It's not that uncommon. <laughs> Do they assume every man in England is just getting on top and bashing away till he finishes? It's already in their contract. Everyone watching top. this film going, that's, that's unnatural, see, that is. I, I can actually actively see Roger Moore not enjoying that. <laughs> he goes, ooh. He didn't like working with her at all. Another part of the problem was she just was never on time. That's not a joke. She was never on time. No, she was quite late, apparently. But she's a bit of a diva on set, so I hear. Well, she's a diva anyway, isn't she? She's just a, yeah, diva generally. Yeah, let's stick a cravat on him, make him look even younger and more vital. <laughs> it looks like imagine if they made a Persuaders movie like many years on. This is kind yeah. of what they. This is the look they would end up with. Yeah. Was it Brett Sinclair or something? I can't remember which character was which in that. I don't yeah, I think, yeah, that was the Roger's character. Hey. So, I think that's the look they're going for. Ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the same computer we saw earlier? Look at this. Look at this, ready. <gasps> Ta-da! If you look over there... Yeah. So do we actually think that that's Christopher Walken's actually a good villain this time around? Like, Hang on, he's wasted. He's wasted. He's not in it that much in the put. Look at those fucking graphics. They're amazing. Um, yeah, um, that was really good in 1985. Um, I don't know. I just think he's he's just wasted on a bad film, really. And then in the next film, which is really really good, the villains are crap, and you think like some merging of the plus. It's a little bit like. Um, Spy in Moonraker. It's like mm-hmm. Moonraker has by far the better villain in the weaker film. It's, it's a little bit like that here. I mean, it's it's a little bit. Scaramanga's not in that mm-hmm. film very much. They do waste some talent in these films. Mr. Big's not in his of that much or Kananga. I just, I just think there's not much. I think it's just walking, being walking. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah, think I did think that as well. Yeah, it, it's just turn up and do what you do, and just act a bit manic, and that's it. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is you know okay because you know he is charismatic. Yeah, I mean he's he's not bad. He's just a bit wasted, and again, he's he's in Roger's last film when Roger's like well too old for the role and he's only about 42 here that you know 
at very least, if you wanted him to be any kind of physical threat, he had like another eight years or so. Mm. He could have been in, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have stuck him in license to kill for obvious reasons, but he could have been in either of the next two. At a push, you could have even had him in that golden eye era just about. You know, it. unfortunately, he's in one of the very weakest Bond films. Oh, where could she have gone? I don't think that's all. It's most bizarre. Of all the ways to try to kill somebody. Inferno. (laughs) There's a nice innocuous name. They did dance into the fire in the uh, in the credits. Although uh, I can't hear that word now without thinking of the sitcom coupling, where he ends up caught with a film called Lesbian Spank Inferno. Oh God! <laughs> and, and, he, and, and he spends most of the film at a dinner party trying to explain why why it's like art, not porn. He eventually cracks <laughs> at the end and just admits it's got naked women in it. <laughs> in fact, this petrol station and car wash is still there. If you go into the town centre, you can visit it as we did. Lots of tourists wondered why do we want to take photos of a car wash? Oh, is it? Chantilly. Chantilly, yeah. Does it look exactly the same? Exactly the same. Just obviously a minor thing. cars are there. Patrick Still lots of 80s cars. It was trapped (laughs) in the 80s, you know. It never went beyond 1984. And what was that girl smoking a cigarette in the telephone booth? Yeah, we went in there and all of a sudden Tibbet went in but never came out. Look, he's got a slight smile on his face there as well. He looks quite happy. And then... Which Avengers Roger going to have now? Mm. You'll have to make do with Gareth Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he didn't do Purdy, did he? He didn't do I'll Joanna. Do with well, no, he might have done Joanna Lumley because he was doing most of the women at that place, wasn't he? It's glorious. He might have done Joanna Lumley. We just didn't see it. Mm. Maybe that's why she doesn't do any major Bond events. Well, she, she still can't walk up. The right. lady in the tent was actually Joanna Lumley. No, not really. Look at that tash on that guy. Which I don't know. I don't know if we're in sync, to be honest. Walken's talking at the moment. Bond's Walken's just... talking. No, there's a guy with a tash like next when he's on a horse. Right. You, you can't see him because the horse is in, in the way of his face, but he had a right tash on him. That horse is a rubbish extra. Getting in the way of the actors. This is just so fucking silly. Like, well, you'd immediately stop, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? Or try to stop or something. Or just tactically fall off the fucking thing. It's quite clear there's foul play here. I suspect foul play. <laughs> you seen Knives Out yet, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched it uh, a couple of days ago. What do you think? You know what? I was kind of underwhelmed. That was that was the that was the the word I got coming out of it. Didn't think it was rubbish or anything. I just felt. Mm. Well, I have uh, to admit, I was completely whelmed. Sufficiently whelmed, I think. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, no, it was, it was really really good. I would happily see another Benoit Blanc movie. I think you should ditch Bond and carry on doing those films. Oh. I would quite happily see him in that character again. What what what, 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 what we what, what solve crimes like just sort of out of fucking nowhere? <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. I mean, 
mean, but that's the thing, though. So I was still like, I don't know. I think it's kind of it like a rubbish detective. I, I'll have to explain it off air sometimes because he did not solve that out of nowhere at all. Well, um, okay, it, 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 it's the way it came across because the film happened and then he just sort of like came on going, ah, well, this is this is. Well, that's what he does. He watches in the background. He learns everyone's kind of ticks and he pieces the bits all together. So he carries on in that grand And to add today's point, his little grey cells. And to add today's point, you know, I've only it's only like a, a first viewing, so. Anyway, but, uh, so that's the end of that race. And that's a genius of the detective that they are meant to they just yeah, they are, they are, and Chris is right. And it looks, they're not meant to just pull it out of their ass at the end. No. When you watch a crap murder mystery, they'll 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 come up with the last person you expect and they torturously retrofit it to what you've just seen. Mm-hmm. Killing Tippett was a mistake. Yeah, before I was just going retaliate. to retaliate. Yeah, to be fair, they sent a fucking pensioner this time. I'm not that worried. <laughs> yeah, killing Tibbet was a mistake before. I was going to defeat you, but now I'm going to defeat you even more. You were legally an ad- yeah, you were legally an adult when Vera Lynn was fucking active. I'm not too worried. <laughs> oh, dear. She's still going, surely. She will still alive. Yeah. At the time of recording. And She's very yeah, old. Like, we Forces sweetheart. And then you see pictures of her and you think, men in the 40s had very strange tastes. That's the sort of action scene Roger likes to do. So, Roger, you're asleep. Thank you, Roger. (laughs) It's taken a long time to get to the main plot, actually. (laughs) We've had hints of microchips, but... It's been about horses so far. Yeah, well, nearly an hour in. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Silicon Valley, you know, that's coming up in a minute. Yeah, they're going to rip off uh, Goldfinger, so. More or less. Make your stock more valuable by, you know, destroying your... What others have... Uh, there was Roger Ebert pointed out he'd just be killing his customers. They're, they're not made in Silicon Valley, they're purchased there. So it doesn't actually work. But I don't imagine most people watching it would know that, and I didn't, to be fair. So. The writers probably didn't know it. (laughs) No. I wouldn't have thought they would, actually. I think that's something you'd you'd come up with something else. So, Gogol, walking. This has got to be important. Yes. (laughs) There's Dolph Lundgren. Yep, see him in the back of shot there. He'd He'd have been shooting Rocky within months of this, actually. Is this the one that was filmed at Ascot and not actually in France? 
No. Sorry, it's late. I'm tired and my brain's failing. Ignore. It's funny, he looks way younger there, um, Dolph Lundgren, but that is within months of shooting Ivan Drago. This it is a makes an incredible transformation, doesn't it? They would have been shooting this in late 84 and very, very early 85. So I don't know where his scene falls in that, but Rocky Four came out in 85 yeah. in the States. So it was shot the same year or within a few months. Yeah, because he was well, obviously he looks huge in that as well. So he, he looks yeah, it's he, he looks a bit more slimmer here. He does, although he stood next to Sylvester Stallone, who's very who's a lot smaller mm. than like the published sizes and weights from those films. So... And, he, and he's wearing a suit as well, so maybe it's yeah, yeah. I mean, they claim Rocky's about like two hundred pounds. Well, he isn't. Sylvester Stallone's like forty-five, fifty pounds lighter than that. So at the time, he was anyway. So um, when the, you know they'll say Drago's like two hundred and thirty, two hundred forty, whatever it is, because I can't remember in the film. And there's a good chance he's like forty, fifty pounds lighter than whatever they say. Far better than gold, huh? See, we're even better than Goldfinger. They're just running out of ideas by this point. I mean, if I'd watched this at the age I am now in 1985, I'd have put no money on the series still be still being going now. No, ma- no, matter how, no matter how big the gaps are between films, because you look at it here and go, well, this is film 14 and they've got nothing left. Yeah, I can kind of see that because you kind of think, all right, this is going to be Roger's last one and there's going to be no more after this. Hmm. And then Tim wasn't wildly popular across his two mm. films at the time, so yeah, it all adds to what the pressure that was on Goldeneye. I mean, it's it's always been a bit stuttering since anyway. They'll do one that gain, mm. gains them some goodwill, and then the next couple aren't that good or whatever. But they tend to do just about enough to keep it ticking over. And there's obviously still a lot of demand for the series, particularly in this country. But at this point. I'd have thought this series was in real trouble because the previous film was shit as well. Roger had done one really good film out of like his last four. I'm not convinced I'd seen Goldfinger when I saw this. I've owned income. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> that line makes me laugh. Oh, and that's my controller. Half hour net income. Oh yes, absolutely. They they play it reasonable, sure. Well, the James <laughs> the James Bond films don't exist in the James Bond universe, so he hasn't seen Goldfinger. <laughs> no, this is it clearly. Where is the plot? To be honest, I don't think I'd walk down those stairs first, regardless. I think I'd still be a bit after you. After you, yeah. Actually, after you. I, actually, I don't. I don't see any sort of like entrance to anything there. I just see just an empty floor. Yeah. Like, well, where am I going? Am I just going to stand down here? Am I? <laughs> drop out. See, drop I don't out. Want to drop out? Oh, this is where we get all of you to kill. Oh God, so dodgy. <laughs> Throw by the title in. 
Yeah, I've got to make it relevant. Yeah. It's a good job they shortened it as well. What a view. From a view to a kill. From yeah, a view to a kill. If you go back to the original Fleming novel, from a view to a kill. Actually. That's what it was announced at, at the end of Octopussy as well. It was, but they dropped it. There'll be more of this quality in two years' time with From a View to a Kill. <laughs> this high quality. Dwarf. Yeah, you think it'll be like something like a, a sniper, wouldn't you? Like that that kind of thing. Yeah. Roger fitting in with the locals there, looking, looking sharp. Wearing, wearing a suede jacket. Yeah, that's the kind of cuts of the jackets from this era. Have you got any Jose Ground? That's okay. Might have some in the back. <laughs> that could be anything, couldn't it? It, it could be. It could be some sort of call sign for sex. It could be. You never know. He just wants <laughs> soft shell crap. Chuck Lee, see, I, I just want this soft shell crap. But, oh, fuck. <laughs> fucking killed 50 <laughs> people that day <laughs> and, never se- and never sells any soft sell crap <laughs> um, in License to Kill where they in- introduce Pam Bouvier like having a private tete-a-tete in an office like that we get back to her a bit quicker than this don't we yeah I've almost forgotten Stacey Sutton <laughs> if I'd not seen the film before <laughs> And why has he got these old-timey shots of them? It looked like they... <laughs> I think that's just how they come out with, with the um, the glasses. They do look a little bit like they... Like, if you go on holiday to Buttons or somewhere, and like these photos done in the style of the Old West, yeah, that's, that's, what what they, they, that's, like. that's what they look like. Yeah. Oh, is this the bit where, supposedly, uh, uh, What's-A-Face did a cameo? Uh, yeah, which Mark O'Connell denied, but I think we see her walking down the thing in a minute. Oh, yeah, I pressed into it, didn't I? I was like, so, do we see more Adams? Mm, yeah, she nope. bunked it before we could even raise it, but we still pointed out where we thought she was. Mm. And he did make the point that she may not know if she was actually in the thing because she was just there. But she, was she, just didn't, there. Did, she didn't knowingly go in front of camera. I like to pretend that she is. That I sounds a bit that, weird, but never mind. I, I know if she's in it, I know where she is. If that's not her, then she's not in it. Because no. there's no what she looks like. Hmm. Compo from Last of the Summer Wine there. Oh, yeah, it's a bit like a sailing pass in a bathtub. This way. I don't know if Rogers had something done to his eyes during the facelift, but he frequently looks fucking startled in this film. <laughs> <laughs> He does look a little bit like, oh, what a surprise. And it's like, well, it, it was like that in Octopussy, though, wasn't it? I don't know. I, I don't get through much of Octopussy, generally. <laughs> Some bollocks about India. That's my knowledge. Yeah, it, he looks permanently horny in Octopussy. It's embarrassing. I mean, he might as well have a stiffy. <laughs> I mean, the odd thing is, though, that that wasn't him as a person, though. No, I know. Is <laughs> is Bond is too much of a lech for my taste? We know he's a womanizer, but you just give us the impression you think about anything else at any time. 
Um, and strangely enough, it seems worse in Octopussy than this film, although in sheer numbers, he sleeps with more women in this film than any other. It's like just really doubling down on... He's not too old, honest. He's 007 down. Three, throw <laughs> even more young women at him. Then as we go well, into the 80s, you also have kind of like HIV AIDS crisis as well. So kind of, you know, obviously the point where he essentially becomes a woman man in the next film. Yeah, but he's still showing in that film, which is quite standard. It's not unusual. They've overplayed this. He was a much more monogamous. Dalton shagged two women in both of his films. There's a kind of vainly political reason behind it. And yeah, I mean, in in Living Daylights, you know, that, that relationship played a little bit more kind of... I don't want to say serious, but... Do you know what I mean? There was more... yeah, he was with her for most of the film and he wasn't letting around elsewhere. He shagged yeah. the other one with the pre-title. Um, Whereas the Licence to Kill, yeah, he shagged both of them. Yeah. But there was there, there was underlying elements like he one, he just kind of like wanted to get the job done and the other one he was kind of being like more he, he was just more wanting sort of He's more sort of focusing on his vengeance, really, more than anything. Not yeah. accepting the help. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to have this sex, but I'm not going to enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> I'll do it grudgingly. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that guy looked made to play desk sergeant in 70s cop show. Go on, you can do it. I, I, yeah, I've normally lost a bit of interest in the film by this point. It picks up a bit when he meets up with Stacey again because you've got all the, uh, you know, quiche recipes and shit. <laughs> um, and then the final act falls away again. But yeah, the, the early, the early stuff at that home at least wakes me up a little bit, and the town hall stuff and the ludicrous car chase. The car chase is like something out of smoking in the fucking bandit, just relocated to like in inner city. I do wonder whether like Grace Jones just turned up wearing that and then the costume department thought, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, whatever. I wouldn't be surprised. She'd have been very much involved in choosing what she bought. Yeah. She wouldn't turn up to just do an Eon film and they dress her like, you know, Money Penny or something. What? Even that lovely frock she was wearing at the beginning of the film? Yeah. Sorry, I just got a bit aroused thinking of her. <laughs> <laughs> a feast for the eyes. I sp- it speaks to the essential loyalty of Eon that they stuck with them all this yeah. time and that there's something laudable about that but you see them lined up at Ascot and you're just thinking why can't they see this they're not just too old, they're several films too old I mean in reality I know he was beloved but Desmond Llewellyn shouldn't have been in it as long as he was yeah. you know 
I was really upset when he died and stuff like that, and I was always pleased to see him, but like take sentiment out of it, he should not have been there. Is this where he doesn't he whip off and shag Fiona Fullerton now? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is, even oh, if... that is there. She is. I mean, this was going to be Barbara Buck, wasn't it? Yes, it was. They said it's Polar even over. <laughs> there you go, Bond having his ass handed to him again. You know, chop. Well, Polar even over. I've never heard of you, but the script says I have, and that's a stiff nipple. <laughs> it was cold, you know. It was a cold night. Might be a stunt nipple. She was on Strictly a few years ago. Really? Oh, she was, wasn't she? Did she, she was. Have, and she, she actually danced a view to a kill, didn't she? She did. Did you see her, Tchaikovsky? <laughs> she didn't go. <laughs> the one stuck by Tchaikovsky. Yeah. See, when she said Tchaikovsky, you think he'd say something like, because he goes off, doesn't he? Mm, you, you think, think he'd, he'd have some witty lines? Well, like, I'll be back is the obvious one. Oh. No, they couldn't really do that, I don't think, could they? Of course they could. Bark the composer. Not yeah, harder. Yeah, that that would just be. I don't know. Perhaps it was like the too obvious choice. Yeah. Whereas Bond films of this era were going for the subtle, thoughtful pun. Mm, that perhaps now, maybe not. See, I can't watch like this scene without thinking Austin Powers and when, when they, you know, <laughs> sucky it to me line. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the fact that she's lower. got her back feel, to baby. you know lower. Is that all right? Yeah, literally. I just like, did feel, baby. <laughs> I just don't find him very pleasant around women. I just find it like just like you know, he's got his dick out before he's fucking. They've, they've said yes. Do you know what I mean? It's all a bit. Mm. And it gets far worse as he gets older because he looks permanently a bit bemused and a bit startled at the same time. I was just a watch bless him, but and, ladies, and, I think over the years, and it's just women he wouldn't get at this age in a million years. So it it plays like a parody. It would be like Frank Drebin being a fanny magnet. It just doesn't work. <laughs> but he's still very very cool, very suave, no, very he's smooth. Too old. He's an old smoothie. Nice guy, but you can't defend him being in this at this stage. It's ludicrous, and it has been for years by this point. That was probably stunt legs. With the bubbles tickling my <laughs> fanny. <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, Dave, I think it was probably a little bit more like acceptable, should we say, back in you know when this was out. Maybe it was starting to get a little bit tired. But... I mean, you do get age it was to be spot, expected, I guess. Just... It's just everywhere he goes, all the way through. It's a bit like the Brosnan era. The more incarnation of the character can have anyone he wants, do anything he wants, is the best in the world at everything he tries. And when that the person portraying that's fifty seven, it looks mm. silly. But he's you know, it's fifty seven with that hair as well. It's fifty seven not a young fifty seven, really. You know, Craig's going to be 52 by the time the next one comes out, but he, he still convinces me. He still is great, doesn't he? Though? He still convinces me this guy doesn't. There's a real comedy reaction from uh, Google now, isn't there, when they realise the tape's the wrong one? Oh, God. It's a, it's a real 70s sitcom reaction. It is 70s style. Yeah. And yes. why, why would Google actually pick it up himself? 
It's like it's like M going but, on like a mission. Well, we know he's a bit of a lech as well, and he probably thinks maybe her mm. robe will fall mm. as she as she puts as she gets in the car. He was open for a gulp. <laughs> It's actually well done, Gorp, to be fair. What he's wearing there looks like something Del Boy would wear. <laughs> well, it's 80s, they're in a Japanese-style onsen in San Francisco. What are you going to do? Set it somewhere else. <laughs> he's also going to wear a kimono or you got that like they wear in the summertime. It's gonna that be hot. Guy, I can't believe how different that guy went on to look in the stuff that made him more famous. He transformed. Daniel Benzali, just stick a stick a you know thirty pounds on him and take the rest of the hair off his head, and he just looks completely different. He was in the first couple of seasons of NYPD Blue, and then he was in a show called Murder One, and that's what he's best known for. Mm. He, he normally played quite hard bitten like lawyer. Oh shit! Is that him? That's him. Fuck. <laughs> Revelation, Chris. Bear in mind, we've talked about this film twice now. This is the third time. <laughs> both times. He has a revelation the, every single the, time. The, the, no, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. That's what I'm saying. Chris, is, the penny has never, ever dropped for Chris, who I'm talking about. He does look completely different. Yeah. Do you know him? Uh, it's in for uh, NYPD. Because he kind of looks like he's, he's a little bit... <sighs> If I could equate him to any comic book character, it would be like the thing in Fantastic Four. That kind of really sort of... If it, is that the same guy I'm thinking of? No, that's the guy for, who played the... He, he didn't play the thing, no, it's a different guy. No, but that's what he looks like. Well, well the one who played Vince Mackey or whatever he was called, yeah. yeah. A little bit. He's best known for... Hold on, I'm just looking for the picture. I'll drop it to our thread. This is what he looked like in Murder One, which was the year, year or so after NYPD Blue. The first series of NYPD Blue is largely the one with um, David Caruso in it. David Caruso's with somebody in mm. that film that he he mm. defends. Yeah. So yeah, he looks totally different there. Subtle there, Rod. You really camouflaged and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed they got him to do that stunt. Oh, he breaks in with a credit card, doesn't he? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. A 007 credit card. Yeah. Sharper image. Or the sharpest image. It's a play on that. Clearly wasn't over his credit limit, so it let him in. Nice quiet shoes <coughs> he's in there. Well decorated as. Bit drafty. Bit drafty. Oh, some twat keeps leaving the windows open. So she hasn't got any furniture, but she's kept the plants. Well, she's she's got kitchen utensils. That made me jump ten feet in the air when I was eight years old in the cinema. <laughs> Fucking cat going by. That was deliberately played as like a little jump bit. 
but that's some John Glenn, isn't it? He likes the animal shocks. Is there one in every one of his Bond films? I don't know, because I never pay any attention to Octopussy. But there's there's one in For Your Eyes Only when he's rock climbing. There's one on the Rock mm-hmm. of Gibraltar. Um, and I think there's one in Licence to Kill as well, where he's trying to, like, bomb out that window and that. I think he gets shot by a bird. With the monkeys. Yeah. Or a bird. There's always a yeah. bird shot. Yeah. Rock salt. Rock salt? Mm. Let me find out. Mm. It's James Stock, London Financial Times. London Financial Times. Because that's 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 what journalists do, don't they? Yeah, they climb in a fucking window (laughs) (laughs) and then then walk in and have a look at a shower. I'm invasion. I can do her in that later. She was in. uh, I can't think what else she's been in. She was in Charlie's Angels. She wasn't the original lineup, but they had a few changes of lineup. She was in another film. I can't think of its name. She What's the actress called again? Remind me. Um, Tanya Sorry. Roberts. Tanya Roberts. I see. She's a Beastmaster. Beastmaster was the one oh, I was of, but couldn't think of its name. I saw a photo of her in that the other day, quite scantily clad. It was a pretty photo. I mean, she's an attractive woman, but I can't. She hasn't acted since two thousand and five. Well, one would say she hasn't acted at all, but she hasn't acted since two thousand and five. She does look rather smoking, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Beastmaster. Yeah. And, of course, give her, like, you know, a comedy, like, bars fight thing. Yeah. She was in Charlie's Angels as Julie Rogers. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen her in it. That's a great name. I I remember um, Cheryl Ladd being in it for a while. But then... Because Farrah Fawcett's, I think, only in the first series of it. That that's the classic lineup, but like that lineup only lasted like the first twenty episodes or whatever. Still, yeah, cool. was, was the wasn't it? Wasn't Cheryl Ladder took over? Yeah, and then but I don't know if she left. I don't know who Tanya Roberts replaced, but she was like in the last series or so. She only did like sixteen or twenty episodes or something like that. God, when are you going to drop the fucking sauce bomb that you can make a quiche, James? <laughs> get ready to get wet. <laughs> I love the fact he always remembers his cover as well. What was it again? Uh, what did I say? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember now. <laughs> Sinjin, oh no, that wasn't the fucking thing. Robert Stone, Robert Sto- oh no, that's different. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it doesn't matter what my name is. Uh, Somerset, no. <laughs> <laughs> Somerset. Give it on Carol, then Somerset. Oh, dear. There you go. A quiche. Tasty quiche. With Fantastic. olives. Interesting. What is it? Here we go. Quiche de cabinet. No, it isn't. It's, that is not a fucking omelette, James. No, it's obviously clearly not an omelette. And they just found it's it on its own. No, no, no side salad or anything. Nothing. They're going to eat quiche now and drink a load of wine. Someone asked on Twitter why the film didn't cover the fact that they must have gone to bed bloated and farting. 
That was quite funny, actually. I saw that. I, I did reply with, how do you know they did not go to bed farting? Particularly oh, this is it. There was seismic activity the following morning. Was he there? Obviously, he wasn't born at the time. The only thing Roger ever said about her was her eyes. He just said her eyes were so striking. It's the first thing he noticed about her. Oh. Raised eyebrow there, slightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that as often as the joke goes, but he did then. Mm. I think I'm in there. It's barely a Turkish. Let's see if I can uh, try her pie. So they're having red wine. Well, I suppose after after the fact, I guess. You were well, wondering why they were having it with an eggy dish. Yes. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's really thin as well. Look at that wine. You can see mm. fucking through it. I mean, it's basically rosé, really. I guess it's a it's a crap wine. I think. It's Ribena. Not Ribena, I was going to say. <coughs> well then, I'll um, check the windows and doors and... This, this conversation's really... Pro- I'm going to reconnect the telephone box. It's like grown-ups wrote this into a Bond film. <laughs> grown-ups. Oh, she's suddenly falling for him. Look, that little lingering look. All the women did in the fucking Roger Moore era. I think it was the one in Moonbreaker. He walks into that like place in Venice, and the woman almost fucking comes just looking at him. Yeah. yeah if women came, of course, which we know they don't. I submit. Yeah, well, sometimes not at all. Yeah, she's playing hard to get, isn't she? Oh, forgot to cover myself. <laughs> oh dear, what a shame. <clears throat> Why has she got such old fucking lady stuff there? It's I don't mean weird. I don't mean her bits, I mean the furnishings. <laughs> Pardon. Hmm. Never noticed that roof terrace before. What a great defender he must have been there. Fucking spark out. <laughs> she's gone and like she's gone and managed to cook a whole breakfast, come in and give her a give him a nice pink of cleavage, and he was spark out the whole time. There you go. That's detailed. State the art Apple computer. Is that an Apple, is it? Yeah. Very state the art. I don't think Apple have got any future at this point. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a bit north of the knee that uh, night dress, isn't it? It's a bit. It's a bit what? North of the knee. Very north of the knee. There was <laughs> quite a lot showing. I got fired. No, oh. there, there's, there's a deleted uh, scene there where uh, Roger actually says, fuck him. <laughs> Can I just actually left that in the film, like, Roger Moore, of all the Bonds, the one that actually says the word fuck. Mm. 
this is ponderous as shit, isn't it? And he's inside. Why is he wearing the leather jacket still? He's, he's just Don't cool. Know. He's just that cool. He's just very cool. He, he won't feel the benefit, will he? he he's, no, he won't. He's, I mean, he's I mean, it... Happy Days rerun and just thought that's, that's the look for me. I mean, it's not as if he's in like a warm, like uh, state, like you know, California. No. <laughs> Shot on location in Iceland. Oh, actually, the interiors there could could well be pine wood, but yeah, it's still obviously yes, it's meant to be. Isn't it amazing how Southern California looks totally like <laughs> Southern California? Like California. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes exactly the same way as uh. They're not very fucking inventive with this shit, are they? She's the one who just sneaks in the back and just strangles you. Yeah. And they did the same thing with the, the, uh, the henchman in the next film, didn't he? Grotch you with something. Uh, well, the next film. Oh, yeah, 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 with with the headphones yeah. from one song. <laughs> Which he has to keep playing again because he doesn't get through it. You can't kill without it. City Hall. This leads into God. She gets so annoying at the end of the scene, doesn't she? Goes into that long car chase where she just screams his name repeatedly. Yay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I loved this when I first saw it, when I was like eight, and I'm just thinking, what about it did I love? At all. I think, well, A, it was the event of it. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, seen... I don't loathe it now, by the way, but it's yeah. like, what as an eight-year-old would I have loved about this? Because it's <clears throat> quite dull. I think I think it's just seeing, like, the excitement of seeing a Bond film, seeing, like, the... Like the the vibrantness of Christopher Walken and Grace Jones, the the score does a lot of heavy lifting the, in the titles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and also, there's always something about seeing Bond in like uh, an urban set, like city. Yeah. Because you, you don't usually, especially these, especially. Back I'm hoping then. you'll do like Coventry or Blackburn next. <laughs> I mean, before when he was like driving past, like you know, kebab shops in London. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. It was before, obviously this was before then, so it's a uh... should have just had a couple of prostitutes there vomiting or something. Just really <laughs> out to the... yeah. There, there's a bit in Skyfall where he does drive around like a bend in London, and it just looks like I don't even know if it is a kebab shop, but it totally has that feel. But it's only it's only a few seconds. I'll have a Donnie's and chips, please. <laughs> I like the way she's done the side of her ear there, because she could hold a pencil there and it wouldn't roll off. She'll always have like a pen, Andy. Being used, Mister Howe. It's like, well, yeah, but they've got guns on him, so he's fucked. What are you going to mm-hmm. do about it? Yeah, this is it. Don't mess with him. Supposed to go no.
the companies that make American flags must be fucking minted because they're bloody everywhere. I don't know why he's telling them the whole fucking story. Dead. There's Jenny Flex about to play another massively important role in what <laughs> is, after all, a uh, film. <laughs> Occasionally he'll tell us he's a genius. It's like, well, any one of us could have worked that out with a bit of thought. It's, it's just such a typical bad guy thing to do, isn't it? Sort of. I'll explain the situation. I know, but it's, that, explain, show don't, it show, it's that show don't tell. We're yeah. told he's yes, Nothing he does really backs up that he's really that much of a genius. Um, he's meant to be stronger and all that sort of thing and he's he's not mm. they don't even really have a decent punch up late in the film, not really, it's not that good they had to be very very careful because they did actually film some of the stuff with the mm. stunt doubles on the Golden Gate Bridge and they could do nothing more than sort of cuddle a bit because uh, this obviously limits to what you can do up on the real bridge product placement for Bacardi, Bacardi. it's flammable <laughs> as fuck <laughs> Buy it from your local offline. <laughs> it's got what its Perrier water. They're making, <laughs> yeah, they're, Perrier. Making, they're making their way out now. They're making their way out now. And the one with them is carrying the sort of thing of petrol. You just think, like, won't people just spot them running out of the building? Oh, with them Perrier's fan as well. I never um, knew that. Perrier? What are you on about? Yeah, the bottle of Perrier. He just Did threw it. Yeah. All right. It was a foreshadowing of the big deal they did with GoldenEye. Yes. Driving to some empty cans that are obviously empty cans. Brilliant. It's one of the worst product placements in the entire series. There were a couple in um, Roger's era, though. There's one or two. Is it Moonraker? There's one or two really, really obvious ones in that. I think she should shout his name a few hundred times. He'll save her then. I think it's a bit hypocritical of of, uh, of Roger to say hold tight. Where where Moonraker, he, he's told like so, hold on, James. And he sort of goes, well, oh, the thought had occurred to me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a knob. Did you just call Roger Moore's James Bond a knob there? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Shopping, positively shopping. I'm st- I'm sorry, Stacy, but you know, fucking burn, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing my fucking head. I'm just one to shag anyone. I'll 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 have another bird before I get out of this building. <laughs> yes, and I'm an old man. I'm going to call them birds. I remember Vera Lynn, you know. And then, right, he goes and gets a bin. It's just like <laughs> the script conferences must have been mental. Uh, we need the perspective of a drunk. 
I want to know what somebody drunk and homeless thinks of this. Well, it is San Francisco. <laughs> Make Roger look even more vibrant by having him struggling like fuck. Yeah. Looks like he was doing his own stunt there. Pulling, pulling this the... is a this is a pretty decent sized set piece when you think of closing down city squares yeah. and having emergency vehicles and all the rest of it. Considering the budgets of the film around this time, it's a fairly big set piece. And yet they have a cannonball run. Yeah, the execution's really kind of comedic. Sort of, but it's not funny. I don't know how they did all that, because they can't really burn down City Hall, can they? I don't know no. if you can dress parts of it and burn parts that you've dressed. I don't know. Quite a lot of extras there as well. And logistically, it's kind of impressive. The end result's not that good, but yeah. Yeah, I must say, in terms of like that, you know, the... the... A big chase through San Francisco. I think, yeah, logistically, it was a bit of a nightmare, but it's amazing that they put it off. Yeah. There you go, <laughs> homeless man's perspective again. Not Victor Torjansky. Yeah, can you, if it had been. No, double taking pigeon. Sad, no. If it had been Victor Torjansky, you'd have gone. What's happened to him? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> He's having nice holidays in if, the previous films. If you look at that, it's like daytime. They do shoot day for night sometimes. I don't know why we saw him drop the bottle. It's like, who gives a shit what that bloke thinks? <laughs> but yeah, it would have added pathos had it been Victor Chorchansky because we would have been, he was having nice holidays and skiing trips and all sorts and now he's homeless on the streets. No, that would have been sad. That would have been better than any other character work in this film. Got a bit of a sipperwitz sip here, this chief. Yeah, I think he was kind of uh, cast because he was that kind of type. Yeah. Although the difference is sipperwitz gets results. Also played Gareth Garth Two V Two V or Toomey Psycho Two. He was in that as well. Oh, was he? Yep. What this guy or the guy who played? No. Uh, uh, Dennis Franz. No sipperwitz. <laughs> I think it was one of those before he was famous roles. This is James Stock. Why would she say that? Right? If she thought that was true, because that's what she's been told, you're under arrest. You can't. He's a journalist? Yes, yeah, like, what? <laughs> it's the lamest fucking argument ever, oh, isn't it? <laughs> you can. I saw him buy crab last week. It's like, what? what? <laughs> Irrelevant? So what? Thankfully, the keys were in there. <laughs> Lucky. What a stroke of luck. Oh, no. Something's about to go very wrong. Roger Moore's going to be in a seventh bond for... I mean, no. God, I mean, Timothy Dalton must have just been such a change after this. I mean, I remember it, but I was a kid. 
I don't, I don't know, you know, if I was the age I am now when, like, The Living Daylights comes out, it must have been such a shock to the system after this. Can you imagine, like, if if you just stuck to Dalton and this instead of Roger Moore? Everything yeah. else is exactly the same. How well would it work? I don't know. I can't see it somehow. I always thought Dalton did the sort of paternal and caring stuff really well. So yeah. I think his relationship with Stacey would have worked fine. Allowing for the actress, but it would have been fine. But I don't know about all this. I don't know. He'd have just played it. He would have just earnestly done it all, wouldn't he? Yeah. He played it cool. Yeah, would well, he delivered his lines with uh, menace or sincerity, wouldn't he? Yeah. I can see yeah. him in this before I can see him in Octopussy. Yeah. Because he would just do all this with less nodding and winking. Um, whereas Octopussy is just fucking ludicrous from start to finish. So, I don't know. I, I could... I can I see him in Octopussy. I can kind of see it. I can't see it, but then I don't know the film as well, bizarrely, because I switch off so quickly with it. But I think this would be a really bad... I mean, I look at someone like For Your Eyes Only, which Roger's really good at, mm. but like it would be better with Tim, because it would excise some of those stupid bits, and he's just mm. younger and more age-appropriate. I look at this and think, stick, stick Tim in this, and it would just be just as bad. It would be the same fucking film. It would just yeah. be less... It would be less, look how ridiculously old he is, but it would still be a very bad Bond film. Roger Moore's age is not the only problem with this film. It's quite dull and not very well plotted, and it, it's not a very good film, just full stop. And you could stick Timothy Dalton doing all this, and it would look a bit better, but yeah. still be the same film. I mean, Octopussy, it just strikes me that most of the jokes are he's a massive, massive fucking lech, and I'm like, I can't see Tim doing that. Yeah, random couple shagging. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. None of the sense of like just having a quick fumble in the back. They're they're all their clothes off and blankets on and stuff. And yeah. it's like it's like you you've come out really prepared. If that's an illicit affair, you've come out prepared. I mean, as action sequences go, John Glenn's really good at them, and this is actually not that thrilling. So, I think it's quite solid. It's, just, it's perhaps a bit too long, but otherwise, solid all the way. Well, it's just lost its mojo. I it? mean, the problem is, car chases are actually really hard to do. I don't know. Are they? I don't know. I assume so. Maybe. I mean, look, I, I wouldn't know how also, to. I imagine it's a lot to, you know, a lot to coordinate. You got people, cars. But you think about it, it, you know, it's basically a bunch of shots of like cars driving down the road. So how do you make that exciting? It's you all in the editing. I, I think you have the female lead scream the male lead's name quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's all in the editing. See. And John Glenn was started as an editor, so exactly. Good eye for it. This doesn't do a lot for me. I don't think it's bad. I don't think there's much wrong with it. But when we talk about John Glenn's strengths being the action sequences, this doesn't back that up. If you, if the, if if I'd seen none of the John Glenn films and all of the rest, and you said, "Oh, it, this is the guy that made them in the '80s," mm. I wouldn't go. Well, he's really good at action on the basis of anything in this film. 
which I don't know if it's because of the leading man. I don't know if it's the locations. I don't know if it's just everyone's lost their mojo when we need like some new blood. Yeah. It could it could be a mixture of all of those things. But like, I might like Octopussy less than this, but the set pieces in Octopussy are better. So it's almost like they're in decline, desperate for a new bond. And Sipowitz has not got a result there, Becca. <laughs> Sorry? Sipowitz hasn't got a result there. Shocking. Well, if you're struggling with tiredness, let's get to a really boring bit of the film. <laughs> the final act of this is shite. So he's just driven the, the fire wagon... Yeah. No, the, the police stop bothering after they lost a few of their cars. <laughs> they just and, give them. It's just like it's like. It's wh- basically why the Grand fuck Theft- would a fire truck be there? It's Grand Theft Auto the movie. Basically, he's got out of sight of the police, <laughs> and it, and his wanted levels gone down to zero. <laughs> or he went through a car wash or something, or the other things. Oh, look at that, Rod! Because Roger really laid that guy out with one punch. The f- <laughs> the way they shot that bit with her going behind, I thought he was going to lay her out. <laughs> I, I, I like how I didn't have to show Roger actually throw a punch. No. Just show him like shake his hand as if to say, "Oh, that might that hurt a little oh, bit." Yeah, because I hit so hard. It's like Ron Burgundy going a thousand and one. My arm hurts. I've just done so many. I just punch so hard. She has to like get all dressed up, and he doesn't. Women's lib. Taking on the teamsters. I've been covered in the Irishman. She's very good as well. Oh, I never knew that. By Jimmy Hoffa. There's a book about that. Yeah, there's new uh, Scorsese's about that, isn't it? Yeah, I need to watch that. Loved it. I started watching that and I, 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 maybe I'm just going a bit of a miserable get, but I'm kind of getting, but I'm kind of bored of it. I'm like nearly halfway through and I'm just like, uh, yeah. It's not a you film. It, it isn't. I just, I knew instinctively you wouldn't like it very much. Well, I quite like Scorsese. And, and we've got, we've got quite a lot of overlap in our taste, but I just looked at it and thought this is way too long and ponderous for Chris's tastes. It's like some, something like Once Upon a Time in America you would struggle with, I would think. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I I think I get that more, though. Mm. But the problem, I think the, the issue with that is um, the lack of, like, <laughs> bum. Uh, Being distracted uh, there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> what sorry. the problem there was... <laughs> a peachy ass. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. The problem with with that film is it's just um, you're spending time with characters who aren't that like. Well, I mean, like you, the the well, main guy the you follow, like literally rapes a guy, ra- ra- rapes someone like halfway through the film. Yeah. We're thinking like, well, that's the problem you got with Raging Bull as well. So, yeah, yeah you, you like Scorsese, but not all Scorsese for a start. This is right at the longest end of what he's made. Um. It's not pacey by any means, although I think it's got a nice even pace. I don't struggle with it at all. Um, 
I just looked at it and thought there's a I wouldn't swear on it but I would have said if I had to bet it's slightly odds on you won't like it um it's very similar to Goodfellas, but Goodfellas is pacier and younger and got more energy. You know, it's younger. Mm-hmm. It's a younger lead and stuff like that. But I would say if you like Goodfellas, there's about a 60% chance you'll like this. But it's far from certain. A significant minority won't because it's that much longer again. It, I, I, is there something about like, like De Niro still looks old, even though he's supposed to look young? Well, I mean, that's partly the the body, but it's partly the fact that uh, he said that Scorsese himself said they're not playing themselves as young men, they're playing these as younger men. You don't look for Robert De Niro Mm. like he looked in 1980 or whatever. And it's true. I mean, at no point does he look 30, but they do, they they de-age them fairly well in that they do look quite a bit younger they age them even better towards the end of the film, which I'm not going to give away. You see them older than their current years, and they've done that exceptionally well. But yeah, I'm get through it for the sake of it. I watched it twice in two days, so I must have liked it. Okay. Well, I, no, that's, well uh, for all this bullshit people talk about, don't break it down and all the rest of it. Watch a film however you're fucking comfortable with. I had to write a review of it and I wasn't sure I was going to have enough time on my last night. So I genuinely watched about 50 minutes the first night, watched the rest of it the next night, but then the following night I watched it all in one. So I've seen The Irishman a couple of times now. And I loved it, but you've got to watch it with it. It's not the the irony is it's a film totally not designed for Netflix. In that, it's all very it's all very well to say, well, at that length you can break it down, and that's great. But the extra concentration we all have in cinemas is is helpful for something like The Irishman. Yeah. Distractions at home are not helpful with a film like The Irishman. But I mean, I was disciplined about it, and I I kept distractions to an absolute minimum, and I, I watched it, you know, very well. But you look at the length and go, thank God it's on Netflix. But trust me, you would struggle mm. far, far less in the cinema. That's true of almost any film. Depends who you are. There must be people out there that are the other way around. But no, I, I concentrate. There are times in life, like if I'm not very well or, or, you know, depression or anything like that, where I can't concentrate on films. I lose films at home, but I can always do the cinema. Always. Yeah, it makes you focus on it. Yeah, I never have any problem focusing there. But at home, if I'm in the wrong mood, I'm all over the shop. I think it adds to the uh, Mm. the experience as well, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. I appreciate not everyone feels the same. I mean, it's partly the generation we're in. We're still, we might be the last generation that really lionised cinema Mm. en masse. I'm sure there are plenty of much younger people who love cinema, but there's a critical mass in our generation that still really love to go. Um, but I, I, I enjoy it. I, I, I get more out of a film on the big screen. I just do. And a lot of people prioritise like effects films for what they go to the cinema to see because they think it's more scale and, and all the rest of it. And mm. I, I don't actually think it matters what you see. I think it's fundamentally a different experience. I've I've seen plenty of films for the first time at home and really loved them, but even something like Stan and Ollie, I'm so glad I watched it big screen. Yeah, 
Anyway, this I, is uh, we're building to a fifty-seven-year-old about to get into the like climactic action sequence. So I imagine this is going to be a bit special. <laughs> oh, he threw a stool. That's some gas cool. The thing is, that they do excellent work with their set building at Eon, but this screams pine wood, doesn't it? Mm. Would you say, Becca? Mm, yeah. <laughs> so what? One one of the things that Christopher Walken does really well in this film is it does play off petulant. He does like yeah. give like good. Yeah, light. I would agree. That's always been a hallmark of some of the better villains, you know. Mm. Think think um think him you know, Goldfinger cheating at cards and then getting pissy when he's caught out and stuff. Petulance is, um, I think if you ask the average person to like name, like Bond villain sort of traits, they wouldn't think of it, but petulance is actually a big part of it. Mm. Me, the first thing to for Windsor. (laughs) Well, This is not great action, though, is it? No. I've even forgot what they're there to do. It's something to do with stopping an earthquake, yeah. But, you know, Stacy gasps. Mayday, Mayday flip-flops faster than Anna can go into the dark side as well. <laughs> She's still evil at this point, but give it a couple of minutes. Oh, oh, what he betrayed me! All right, I'll be good then. Yeah, and I'll and and I'll I'll not only be good, I'll be so good I'll give my life, <laughs> like wholeheartedly bought into the cause, not just I'll help you a bit. Now, to be fair, it is a bit more of a like fuck him. It's yeah. a bit more like yeah. So it it does. If you look at that, angle, it kind of plays. It kind of plays only in the um, yeah. By then, she's she's going to be wanted and all the rest of it. I mean, that's the big action sequence when you're 57. The fucking rung of the ladder went. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got the blimp bit coming up. Oh yeah, when all she had to do was fall to the ground and she'd have been fine. <laughs> no, no. No, the real memorable sequence is, is the big massacre thing, isn't it? I don't get, yeah, which I don't really get, but he all of a sudden just fucking starts fucking destroying all of them. Does anyone really know why? Uh, because he's evil. <coughs> oh, crazy. that'll be that then. Because he is crazy. Cut, cutting dividends, you know. Right. Great. That's what it is. It's about keeping share. Um, I imagine it's something about it. Probably be something about like you know you want to keep it. Obviously, you want to get away with it, don't you? So it's like if you kill everyone there who could like finger you and know you had. You know, <laughs> always... <laughs> you know you finger, you finger you out. That's killing the gold goose for some people, isn't it? <laughs> And, and they say this wasn't a remake of Goldfinger. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's because it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, he, he could make the argument that the fact that it, it wasn't his idea, hence his old work first drowned. 
But then when they had like lots of bullet holes, it may not be that convincing. Yeah. But I'm not convinced this has been thought through. But I don't think... It's, it's not going to be able to claim it on the insurance, sod it. I always find the sort of madman angle to like this sort of thing a little bit lazy, that's all. Because yeah, that's, it just is a little bit lazy. Writing when bits, only because when these bits don't make sense, you default back to, well, they're mad, I suppose. It, it's a problem when they, yeah, when, it's a problem when they do like uh, Joker. Um, it's, it's like, oh, he's crazy, but yet he's like a mastermind. It's like, yeah. no, it's... At least with the Nolan ones, the whole thing was he's he's really only looking to like create chaos. He's an anarchist, Nolan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd I'd make an argue that that's principally not Joker, but you know, good. I've heard that argument before. I don't agree with it. I've read quite a lot of Batman, but I've, I've, I've but I've I've read it. I've seen that from people who have read an equal or greater amount of Batman. To be fair, yeah. So there's definitely an argument it's, along those yeah. lines. The um, I think in terms of what uh, how Joker describes himself, like what he says he is, is Joker. Yeah. But yeah. end of the day, he's like, well, no, you, you you have a plan. You just want anarchy. You just yeah. want, you know, Joker would just do things just for the sake of it because he's just because you know, he is actually an agent of chaos. Which is the name of one of the tracks on the soundtrack. Yes. Christ, I can't believe how long the final act of this film is <laughs> at Pinewood, because that just looks like a tank. This one, yeah, it's sort of, this is where they start to have actual uh, blood squibs. They yeah, usually yeah they, sort did. Of... they made an effort with that. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how many people got you know he just killed. That's a bizarre shot for a Bond film. The slow balloon on a boat. That that just that does not look like a Bond film shot. And he does not no, like he, could, he, he does not like someone who lives in um, San Francisco. No, he looks like he's from Yorkshire. <laughs> Yorkshire. He should be in a John Smith's advert. Are we talking about the serious ones? Or are we talking about the weird, bizarre, arty ones during that period? I'm thinking of the ones back in this era. Yeah. Oh, in the 80s, I think. Yeah. Not, with, not like Man with Fish on Head in the early 2000s. No. Well, I think that was a different... There was a guy, the, guy, the guy who was in all the John Smith's adverts is in one of the Superman films giving a reaction shot. I think it's Superman 2. Where like they walk out of the water or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, isn't it? Um, the guy that was in all of those adverts was in those um, was in that film. It's this guy. Hang on a minute. I think I've got a shot there. Is I'm just going to send you a link because it goes to a YouTube video. But this this guy it was. Oh, in was that, that guy? This guy. Just sent it to. You. I have a question. Yeah. This this is a different blimp to what was set up before. I don't know. I don't remember the one before. Yeah, you know, the you know, the one where like you know he throws a guy out. 
Yeah, they were, what have you, to a kill? Yeah. Um, right. I don't know. Why, was it a different colour or something? No, well, obviously it's, it's, it's smaller because you haven't got the big sort of boardroom type sort of get-up. Oh, yeah, there is that. Yeah. So if you set that what up... What if they need an emergency meeting? Emergency <laughs> meeting? <laughs> but but why, why, why have you set up this... Why why you have that and then set us up this this kind of like emergency blimp? Well, it's it a just... bit like Mister Freeze taking his rocket with him, isn't it? Just in case <laughs> he doesn't go that well. Uh, well, I suppose they've got to get away from there because it's all rigged for explosions and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. But surely you have a helicopter, wouldn't you? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> Didn't think of that. <laughs> yes, it would, Dave. Like, I forgot there were other devices for flying in. <laughs> no, it's a blimp or nothing. <laughs> I mean, plane understand because you need a runway, but... People never went anywhere before the blimp came along, and they've never gone anywhere since the Hindenburg. Oh, yeah, and the German... Mortner's basically a daddy figure to him, isn't mm. he? He does spend most of this part of the film standing around looking concerned about <laughs> all he can do. Well, you know, he's, he has to read the script most of the day. <laughs> and he's working with uh, Grace Jones. Mm. Roger still says, I'm sure he did, that he could have done the next one. <laughs> There's some debate over who said what. Now, I've got no feeling that Roger Moore was a liar, but Cubby always said he, he did actually say, it's time now, Roger, after this one, but Roger claims he could have done the next one. Christ, he didn't. Yeah, what, what he could have done, as in, like, he would have done, or could have, like... He, the, he, 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 it was they, his they, choice. He, he, He's you know, painting it as his choice. If he'd said, I will carry on, he would have done the Living yeah. Daylights at, like, 59. Can you imagine him in Licence to Kill? <laughs> oh, my God. You are it, editor. You keep it. Mm, oh, you man. keep it. Old friend. Old buddy. I can imagine that fight in the bar in Licence to don't, Kill. It, w- it would be... Like, don't you want to know why? It would be like Red Dwarf. Don't you want to know why? It would just appear after the fight's finished, like Rimmer did, just rubbing his hands, going, yeah, thanks for the thanks for your support. <laughs> All she had to do here was fall to the fucking floor. No. How slow is this fucking thing? Does it... Oh, she's hand-cranking it, to be fair. That's fair enough. Instead of a slow dipping mechanism, it's a slow rising no, mechanism. Yeah. Obviously not filmed it. A, a San Francisco slow, actually a filmed slow... in Amberley Chalk Mine. That surprises me because most of it looks really pine wood, but then some of it may have been. I think that it probably was, but that's actually Amberley. Yeah, okay. It depends on which bits, though. When you hear that, then you could like. It's, it's all kind of chopped up, really. So. Okay. That's another location I recommend you can visit because it's really interesting outside of Bond. And they still got some of the cuts with them, the Zorin logo on. 
really celebrate their illustrious history in the movies. They do. But it's more known as like a sort of a heritage museum as well. So. I mean, Mark O'Connell's proof of this. Mark O'Connell knows the Bond films better than anybody, and this is his favourite. So every Bond film is somebody's favourite. Every, every one of them. All of them. I, 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 I like how Bond actually sort of gives a shit about her. He's That's like, what's the point, Wood? Jump, you silly bitch. Get <laughs> away no. from me. Ribs for dinner, then. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no, my plan, my beautiful plan. Oh, the tatters. Right, gently amble over there, Roger. What are you doing? Looking for her? I wonder if there's something I can salvage. It's a foot. <laughs> oh, wait a sec. That means I'm Look single again. <laughs> to the fucking floor I, I just so, like how, 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 how he silently sort of sneaks up behind her silently in his airship that's <laughs> a helicopter quietly have you ever heard Trump being like interviewed outside a helicopter they're kind of loud Whereas that thing, silent. The thing is, though, like, what's his... Oh, what's, look at this. What's his point? Oh, oh shit, my plan's scarpered. Right, well, best kidnap her, then. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Take her to the Golden Gate Bridge and have a little bit of fisticuffs. It's just, it's now at the point where even the thought of Roger Moore doing that is funny. It's not even that the stuntman looks nothing like him in this shot. It's just, ha, 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 57-year-old Roger Moore, don't be fucking stupid. Oh, I want to know what a homeless person thinks. Oh, it nearly <laughs> hit him in the nuts. Nearly. think so. Why would anyone be looking up? They'd be just like, oh, there's a blimp. It's just it, a blimp. You wouldn't notice that bloke, would you? Yeah, that uh, a few people might, but it won't be like a great and deal. And if it's on the if it's on the underside of something, you just think it's something on the paint or yeah. something. Deary me, I don't know why they insist on doing those close-in shots so you're convinced it's him when they look so obviously back projection. I've got to look up this Mortner actor. Because he just doesn't look anywhere near his age. Willoughby Gray. That's a great name. It's a brilliant name. And he was born in 1916, so the man was nearly 70 at this point. He's aged up very slightly. He died in 93. He didn't like die that long after this. No. Yes. Died at 76. He lived at 75, so it was no distance. Thing is, though, if, if you were Zoran, you'd, you'd just, like, keep on flying. You wouldn't sort of, like, I know, I'd just sort of swing by that bridge where we can sort no, of, like... No, it's silly, isn't it? Hook on to something. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I get his thinking, but surely you just sort of like go, you know what, eventually he'll lose his grip and fall off and I'll... None of them have a pen knife, Andy. <laughs> Look at that. Oof! 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 I mean, I do realise that the amount of times that uh, Roger actually says oof is memorable, but it, it's, just it's just so just fitting. He's not very natural at the whole fight stuff, so when he does do it, it just looks like it's absurdly hard work or absurdly easy, depending on the scene. Mm. In that it either looks like he's doing something really unnatural, so mm. it's difficult, or they simplify the fight to such a degree that he's not actually doing very much. I mean, the Brosnan fights didn't look that great just because he was so slight. So the idea of him knocking people out with one punch was a bit ridiculous. But if you take that out of it, he was quite lithe and athletic. And all the other Bond actors have been better at the physical stuff than Roger. But I don't suppose it was the... In terms of physical bonds, how would you rank them? Uh, Craig, Lazenby, Dalton. No. Hang on, let me think. Yeah, Craig, Lazenby, Dalton... Connery. I would stick George at the top. Yeah, but a lot of that's done through. Is, the only, only done one, but yeah, but a lot of that was through the editing. If you look at the way his fights are editing, it's just like it's just a camera looking at but his foot raising. I get and the stuff impression like that, that he's, you know, he's, he's got this physicality. So oh, who would win a fight in real life, George Lazenby? Exactly. If they were all the same age, George Lazenby, but like screen acting, action and stuff, Craig's like a step above anything we've had before. I'd say George Daniel. Tim. Yeah. And the rest. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Roger's the only one who's like notedly not good at it, if you know what I mean. They're all alright. They're all alright. As we said, he's eleven out of fighter. Yeah. It's a bit of a disappointment in films where they write several fights though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Roger, this isn't for you. Sit I mean, if, if 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 this if the, the thing is if, if it, it, we're having sex now, he'd be doing really well. His is is a controversial thought. Is Roger actually that good at the sex stuff? Well, we don't actually. Well, you say you say he's a he's a lover, but not not a fighter. But well, is he that good at being a lover? Yeah, but I find him smarmy as fuck, and we've got no co- we've got no um we've got no idea how good he is at sex because we don't actually watch any of that, do we? <laughs> we know Pierce was bad at it because he just looks like he's being strangled when he comes. No, that's just, fact, that's just a pain face. He's strangled when he does anything. You burned me. Which is rather poor technique, really, isn't it? <laughs> what were you doing to burn him? No, you went to my head. They had some dynamite handy. That was cool. They were able to take some of that with them. What a crap action sequence! All written around Roger. We're just swinging axe at that. It's just. But I always, always remember like sort of having fun at the you know the whole fighting the bridge and mm. fun them over the dynamite. I don't know. It's just kind of. Mm. I think it's an obviously of it. It's all alright. There aren't many Bond films I hate, and I don't really hate this one. It's boring though. Now, here's a question. How the hell the fuck would you get back down? Walk? <laughs> I don't know. 
No idea. Slide down. It, there's never a cap when you want one. Nice quip there. The Order of Lenin for Comrade Bond. Do they know the, the USSR is still a thing, yes, as is changed. the Cold War. They've let him into MI6. Mm. Openly, we've stolen all your secrets. Yeah, literally, we've <laughs> stolen all your secrets. At, uh, at least the last shot of Money Penny is a bit of a scorcher. She was great in the role. She's still the Money Penny. <gasps> oh, no. Now, this is dodgy. Because it's very dodgy, isn't it? A, he's in that van on his own, so he, he might only have, like, he might have only one hand free in a minute. But look, clothing, clothing, right? What's that's, the, not the that's not how people get ready for a shower. There's sex going on. It's fucking obvious. <laughs> I mean, surely it's not, should... this is not how you would find out whether whether she's alive or not. Surely. Knock on the fucking door. He, he, he clearly <laughs> wants to see some nudity and claim it was all just part of his job. It's a dirty old man, really. <laughs> Dropping the soap joke. I'll get it. Woo! So he's That's taking a joke. He only took a very briefly in the arse, though, because... Oh, oh look at that. <laughs> and he looks disappointed. You're getting free porn? <laughs> Ridiculous. Just clearly what you were looking for. See, now, you think Bond would actually put on a bit of a show for his old chum last time. You know, pull, pull that <laughs> curtain back and give it Riz. <laughs> I think he's tempting re-entry, sir. It is one of those. <clears throat> That's not the way he left last time. No. Yeah, it's just a, it's run out of energy. And I, I, I remember watching this on the Blu-ray and Ro Roger was talking over this bit because I listened to his commentary and he was just saying he, he knew the film wasn't as good. As good as what, you could argue, because there's mm. another couple of his films that maybe even three, depending on your taste, that are almost as bad. But um, he, he just said he, he didn't like it. He thought it was a bit violent, and he just didn't think the script was as good. He thought this was violent? I think he's referring to Zorin shooting everybody. Yeah, probably. So I don't think, yeah, I don't that, think bit... that violent. I think he just found it senseless. Just like a, a strange choice. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can kind of see that, but I guess you kind of like you need you needed something to kind of go ooh. But he's he's out of touch by mm. now anyway. I mean, he complained about Duran uh, Duran's song because it's just because he doesn't like pop music. Too poppy. Yeah. Too poppy for him. He'd he'd have had Shirley Bassey doing them all. I did them all, darling. <laughs> Didn't have to range. I don't mind hearing <laughs> Shirley Bassey as long as I don't have to look at her. She's so over-theatrical when she... I think it was Michael oh, Grade put her in room... One, oh, I, think, I think Michael Grade put her in room 101 on that basis. And oh. they actually showed some clips of how over-theatrical <laughs> she is when she sings. And it's actually quite painful to watch. Yeah, that's all part of her act, isn't it? That's what she does. Yeah, but I only want to listen. I'm happy to listen. I don't want to watch. Performed by Gidea Park. <laughs> yeah, Gidea Park, as I said at the top of the show. I wish they 
all could be California girl. Beautiful, Chris. Thank you. Voice of an angel. Voice of an angel. <laughs> look at all the product placement. Look, we complain about it like it's a new thing. It's not. Nope, it's been going for years. They had, they had Sony as far back as um, You Only Live Twice. They did. As far back as the 60s. James Bond will return. But we don't know what in. So that answers the question. From a view to a kill was the last time they announced the next one. By yeah. it, at the end of Octopus. That's, that's when the line was drawn. Yeah. So they obviously didn't know it was going to be the Living Daylights at this point. Well, returning, they could just say Casino Royale every time. Doesn't mean it's going to be the next. No. It will return at some point in Casino Royale. Well, at some point, some eventually. Point. Yeah. That's it. We actually talked about the film this time, folks. Shock oh, horror. Everyone will be listening going, they're just talking about the film this time. I prefer <laughs> it when they talk shit. <laughs> well, we do talk a bit of shit, though, dearly. Um, so, yeah, that's it. A View to a that's Kill. Uh, yeah. That is the last time we'll cover it now, unless we do the whole Bond series again as a farewell in a few years' time or something. Well, what, 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 what basically, when we run out of ideas and just to repeat the same shit yeah. Yeah. When we're arguing over whether we want to do, like, Tomb Raider or not, it'll be like, oh, let's just do Bond again. Um, <laughs> that is the last time we'll cover it, though, because that was a redo, because the Mark O'Connell show didn't run as a true commentary. And so we're... Uh, we're proud enough of it. It's a decent enough show. It's better than the review. The review wasn't that great, but the, the, hopefully that's that's made up for it. Um, Becca's choice next time. I shall reveal that in due course. Yeah. Do you know what it is? You don't have to tell no. me. You, right. I'd have just said yes in your position just to sound <laughs> like... Okay. Well, you um, never know. But, I might have something on well, my sleeve. I shall well, reveal it soon. We've got... Uh, a film to record this weekend, one to record the following weekend in the next series, which we'll announce in a minute. Then we got two Star Wars films, then or a Star Wars film and a Star Wars ranking. Then we've got uh, Fast and Furious. Well, we'll finish off the series that we'll announce in a minute, and then we've got Fast and Furious, and then we'll do that Bond commentary. The only other thing, and we'll, we'll schedule it when we next record because it's getting late now, but. Um, when we next record, we'll sit down and figure out when we're doing our Christmas commentary as well, which we hope will be additional to, but we can't promise. Yeah. Um, anyway, social media, you can find me at the Pasty Kid 1976 on Twitter. Did we have a quick talk about the uh, the trailer, or are we not bothering now? I haven't got much more to say about it. It's whether you guys want to add anything. Becca? I love it. I'm all aboard that hype train. Yeah. The only thing I was like a bit confused about is like the the guy in the mask. Now people yeah. are saying that's that's Rami Malik, but though he looks completely different when you see him. Mm-hmm. As you Rami look, at, look at the um, look at the lower portion of his face. And he's scarred in the present day as well, although the scarring seems a bit lessened. Does it? Mm. Mm. And then have a look so, at the new character posters as well. Oh, the, the, the new I'm... ones. That new, new ones. Yeah, they, they only came out recently, like the other day. He's found some way to defy ageing, but we're guessing this will all go out of date. What we'll find out... We'll... It might not be him, but we ought, we ought I to comment. suspect it might be. Yeah, we, we, we'll comment as well after the next trailer, because the next trailer will, will inevitably give more story idea. 
because mm. that's just the way trailers are now. The first one is set in the tone. You might get a bit of character as well. And I was surprised how much was in this trailer. That that's a mm, lot for a teaser. That's a lot for a teaser. Um, but the main thing was how lovingly they shot Jan O'Craig in that film. Mm. Uh, that the the bits we saw. So it looks very different. Yeah, the teaser was great in the trailer. It looks like, wow, very amazing. different from the Mendes Mendes films. They look a little bit more colourful. Um, Obviously, we don't know how the score will match up to that, but we'll see. And is Blofeld like a one-scene thing? Don't know. It, it does seem a little bit Hannibal Lecter-ish. Mm. Yeah. Um, and seeds. I suspect it'll be more than one scene, just from dialogue, that there's one point where it doesn't seem he's talking to James. And also, so, Nick always got one eye. So there's, um, there, there's going to be at least um, two scenes of him, I think. But we'll so, see. Yeah, we'll get to see him twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think yeah. that's really cool. I, I remember sort of reading interviews, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm not involved." It's like, "You sneaky." Yeah, but I mean, generally, you know, like when he says no, you sort of think, no "Oh, one, he means yes." No one believed that. Well, so everything no. he's not in, he goes around claiming he is. <laughs> no, no, no. Especially with his last Bond movies, he's like, "No, no, nothing to do with it." Yes, like, yes. I'm in the next Fast and Furious. I'm going to play Ted in Bill and Ted's new <laughs> <laughs> film. I'm. I'm uh, I'm playing I'm replacing Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde Four. Legally Blonde Three. That's already. You saw that coming. He's actually playing Brutus. Yes. So yeah, I I'm uh, I'm going to be in Coronation Street next year. Yeah. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me actually. It would surprise me if Christoph Waltz turned up in Coronation Street. It'd be even more surprising because I don't watch Coronation Street, so the fact I even noticed it would be amazing. <laughs> it, it could be like sort of like the the German market seller. I haven't got. I mean, uh, the only concerns I've I've got about this film at all is he left the last film attached to somebody, and all that sort of thing. I've got no problem with there being continuity double O's. I would expect that. The natural plot point that it would cause some friction when he comes back is absolutely natural. It's That's filmmaking 101. Um, I found the little shots we saw of Lashana quite interesting. So I'm fine with all of that. It's how they're going to handle the whole Leia Sadu thing <coughs> and getting him back into the service and all the way and setting up this series as, as continuity for the next person if they don't do a reboot. And I'd rather they didn't reboot every time. So, um, continuity is key. my only concern or, or lack of continuity in its way, just pick up with the new guy and forget about it. But I, I'm sort of, um, that, those are my only concerns the logistical problems set by Spectre and how long it's been between the two films. Those are the problems you've got to solve with the fact that, once again, every Bond film is somebody's first. People have to watch this who've forgotten Spectre, didn't watch Spectre, didn't like Spectre, all of those things. So you've got to do something self-contained with Leia Seydoux, but you've still got our Bond out there as like, you know, the the, the the agent, you know, who's not got a wife in tow behind him. So, And you've got to do it in a way that doesn't just copy the Bond supremacy or something like that where she's killed in the pre-title. Well, I think we can gather from the trailer that's not the case. So I've got concerns about how they solve logistical problems in terms of look, feel, performances, new characters and everything. Not a single concern. Yeah, it looks very promising. It does. Uh, I, I like this. I like design of cause he's got a very good henchman. The or what is presumed to be Rabbi Malik. Yeah. The mask. Very good, like henchman kind of like vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing is um, the, the one thing 
you can just tell how much more fun Daniel Craig's having him. And you can always retrofit this and see what you want to see. But even when he walks in, hello, Q, I've missed you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, he's just fucking eating that stuff up. Um, and um, I, they all seem much more excited about what they've created. Now, mm-hmm. I think what was that saying he said, Craig? He said there's many a slip between cup and lips. You know, in other words, they could balls up post production. The cut doesn't come out as well as you like. It ends but up poor score. A lot can go wrong, but the raw material of what they think they have is very, very promising indeed. And I've not heard Barbara Boccoli this excited. I've never heard Daniel. I haven't heard Daniel Craig this excited since probably Skyfall. I know. I know he was very proud of Skyfall, um, but certainly I've only heard him like this a couple of times in his run, and they've been his better films. So let's be positive. I think. Yeah. I, I yeah I I think it's going to be at least okay. I think and it's, it's not Sam Mendes. Yeah. No. And there's bits of dialogue where I think I can hear Phoebe Waller Bridge, and it's not that's not a negative comment at all. So yeah, absolutely great. Where can we find you on social media, Chris? Uh, Simitrites on Twitter. You can also find uh, all the podcasts on Simitrites.co.uk. And uh, yeah, you can find all the all the shows on there with. Uh, on the uh, Apple and Google Podcasts and uh, Spotify, and you can find us. <clears throat> you can follow us on Twitter at Expect Us to Talk. Super. We're going to leave it there because, folks, you have no idea, and we're not going to tell you how late it is here. This was a really <laughs> late recording, so we move on to a new series, which means Becca. Do you expect to talk or return with a new retrospective review series, the John Wick movies? <laughs> <laughs>